Well, listen up, everybody. You're choking on funny. You're choking on funny. Choking on funny. Listen up, everybody. You're choking on funny. You're choking on funny. You're choking on funny. We got the Gatch man with the mic in his hand. We got Eric in the place with the bike look on his face. And you know you got me, your man, Colossi. So let's see what we got to talk about this week. So listen up, everybody. You're choking on funny. You're choking on funny. You're choking on funny. Listen up, everybody. You're choking on funny. You're choking on funny. Funny. I hope you feel the flow. Tell everyone you know. <laughs> it's time to start the show. So here we go. What's going on, everybody? Back again for installment three of the Choke on Funny Radio Show. Woo! Woo! My name is Chris. Yeah! My name is Chris Colosi. In front of me, I have Gatch. Hello, everybody. Hello. And to my right, the very beautiful, sexy, and talented Eric Myers. Hello. Yeah, that was very sexy, Eric. Very Bradley crazy. Cooper, if you ask me. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. We I, used that line. It's working out. Saturday. This is what this is, is this is the movie. Yeah, this is the movie. Go out to Ultra Beam, uh-huh. and there's a girl there or whatever, and he's like, "I want to talk to a girl." By the way, a lot of times I've been hearing that when I do your voice, people sometimes don't know if it's me or you talking. Wow. Whatever. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, depending, like, if like if something's being said, and then I throw in like interjection, like, "Give me a number, give me," a... and it's not clear. Like you were talking, and then I'm. <laughs> the next person to say something like is that eric i'm like chris no, no, wants I'm... to be me he actually said he's like eric if you die can i have your act and he was not kidding and he's like don't you want the legacy <laughs> as, to live on as like, a, that's so it. i can make you rich the, the point that i was making what, was, what is it, like the ultimate warrior like he dies and somebody legacy, becomes the later. legacy of my <laughs> bark jokes in my opinion if he wants to be this serious comic or, or whatever if he I'm, a, I'm probably one of his best friends like in this area at least and if <laughs> wow, listen to that. I've known you for like two weeks. Wait, so the so the other guy is a better friend to you? What other guy? <laughs> the other person oh, you wow. know? It's like wow. between me and like one other guy. Do you know how many friends I have, dude? Two. Hold on. Three, maybe. <laughs> Look, Facebook doesn't lie. Let Let's do the comparison, shall we? I have five hundred friends. Chris, well, he probably, had, but that's from comedy and stuff. Like he probably. <laughs> has mean, that it doesn't matter. They're still my. F- Freaking friends. Christopher Colosi, 332 friends. All right, he, Amateur. Probably ha- he probably has Amateur. But, but those are people I actually talk to. And Eric Myers, his non-comedy page. Because he has a comedy page with 30-something people on it. Okay. I don't even know. My friend did that. I don't even know where it is. 505. Oh, Damn. snap. Oh. Snap. <laughs> you know, you talk to all 330 people on a daily basis. Not on a daily basis, but they're all people. It's not just like somebody that's just friends. I know all my I've friends. I've never seen them before. It, irrelevant. Fine. You have a lot of friends, and I'm shit. I'm nothing. To you. <laughs> you are a piece of shit. It's fine. fine. <laughs> you sound nothing like me. And when I die, no. I'm gonna do my act. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta come to defense on this. I will say this. There are certain times. You know, and you know what I'm talking about, don't you? You, you certain sometimes. Sometimes you can tell the difference. But there are times you can sound really, really, really like him. I gotta. I gotta admit. You sound nothing like me. Okay. You sound nothing like I can do Chris an impression of Chris. Please, oh, please yeah. do an impression of me. I can do it. Uh, it's such a good impression. It's ridiculous. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. You got to give me a second. He's about to say something cool. <laughs> I'm not worried about what Asians might have that may kill us. I'm worried about what Asians do have that will kill us, like cars on the fucking road. Okay? <laughs> I don't know they have cars, but I know they got Hondas and Civics. By the way, I'm Italian. <laughs> what? <laughs> That was good. So, he's, yes! he's got your he's got your inflections down pat. Yeah, he really it's, does. It's great. He he doesn't he doesn't he I doesn't sound. have the sound of your voice. Right. 
but now you do an impression of him. You give us 15 seconds of his stand-up. Uh, don't, don't disgrace my art. I went... So the other day, I applied for a job at Taco Bell. You know on the application, they actually say, how did you hear about Taco Bell? Well, I live on Earth. Well, how do you think I heard? It was a legend in my village. One day, the dog appeared to me. He said, yo, Keanu Gorditas. No, you suck. You, have nothing. you, have no, you don't even have my, my childlike wonder. I'm my, telling you, one night... You guys should do a show where you Swap each action. where you each do each other. Don't tell anybody. Just do each other's act as each other. I don't want to do that to the crowd. Chris's jokes have been seen enough. Yeah. I got a question. The town has suffered enough. Let's say you did that. Who do you think would be funnier? Because obviously Him. Eric's funny with his act, and, and he's got his, his thing and his inflection, and it's funny. You have your own way of doing it. What if you both switched and played each other and did each other's act? Who do you think would be funnier if, with each other's material? If my he, act's actually funny. If he, was, <laughs> if he was doing an impression of me, so to speak, it, it wouldn't work. The, 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 the real testament is whose who's act is actually funnier in the sense that my, 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 my jokes get laughs. His jokes get laughs. Oh, well, are are so, you comparing our acts? This is what I'm saying. My I am an artist. My jokes artist. get My jokes get laughs. So do his. So the real comparison is not because if he did my jokes in his voice, they would still work because of his funny way of delivering shit. But if if I did we should his jokes in my you know the way I deliver things, I think they would die. And my brain tells me that that means that my material. In and of itself is funny, whereas he's just hiding behind the voice. The material, wow. wow! My jokes, I've done, the, I've done my jokes without ah. the voice, and they kill. I'm just saying. Now, if I were to do an impression of him, it wouldn't work because I'd be going. So I was out the other day. I don't, I don't look well, the part. I don't. Here's my question. People think you were out of your fucking mind, right? Eric, here's my question though. Yes, People see you do stand up. Do they think that you're that you act completely different and sound completely different when you come off stage? Like they hear you, and do they think it's an actual like funny voice you put on? Like it's like Stephen Wright, and then no, they think that's exactly how I am. Really? Because I get off stage, and they're like, uh, they're like, he's pointing to this fucking. How much closer can I get to this guy? <laughs> there it was. You're on the mic. It's like a centimeter from my face. I get off stage, and people are like, oh, that is your real voice. When I say hi to them, I'm like, no, actually, I do it up on stage, but whatever. Well, he's not making it up. He just turns the volume all the way up. Right. It's, it's me, but people think you're the exact – they think I'm like that like 24-7. And I'm like, do you know how exhausting? Like he walks into a bar. Can I get a, a water? What's up with water? It's got ice in it and shit. Like, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> not Alcatelzer, <Alcantara's> hopefully. <laughs> yeah, by the way, to the listeners out there, Eric, the genius that he is. I almost killed Chris. He almost killed us all. He has a water bottle here, right? And so he put it Alka-Seltzer in it because I guess Eric has a tum tum ache. I have a tummy ache. And um, he puts an Alka-Seltzer in it. So if that's not bad enough, though, he puts the cap on and shakes the fucker up. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we hear boom! Cap pops right off. Hit the ceiling, bounced around, could have cut a cornea. I literally busted a cap. And apparently it. he never did anything like science class or learned anything about, you know, <laughs> whatever. First off, what is that even called? Like, what's the scientific, the. the whatever, the, the, the gaseous. I'll find out in a second. Whatever. Did you hear my joke? I said I busted a cap. <laughs> I didn't hear that. That is funny. I busted a cap. <laughs> I tried so hard for this show and nothing. You did. And, and Chris is like, you're, you're not being funny. I'm like, I'm not used to talking for two hours. You I know think, how lazy I, I think. I think you're great. I love you. I, if I did your act as you, 
Now, am I doing your act as you, or am I doing your act as me? I mean, here's a statement. If you did your act in your voice as you, or if you did my act in your voice as you, it would still do well. If I, did, I don't think so. If I did my act in my, if I did your act in my voice as me, it would not work, I don't think, in my opinion. There are some, there are some jokes that would and wouldn't. If we did it the other... But we're not used to doing each other's jokes. It'd be like doing... New jokes, essentially, even though we've heard them before. Because you're not know. used to delivering I, I them. I think you'd have a much easier time with my set than I would with yours. That's because... That's just my opinion. That's because my jokes are weirder. I, I guess, but... They, they're they, not like joke jokes. They just don't work in my voice. For me to be like, I went to Taco Bell, and they're like, how did you hear about... Ta- Dude, I live on Earth. What the way? It was a legend in my village. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, it, it's the same. It's, it, it's the voice, but... Anyways. What, the only what, thing I could find was nucleation... Is what the what the actual scientific of the stuff that's in an Alka Seltzer right. or combines with the water and it causes the that type of, of gas to So you nucleated, basically. I nucleated. Am Good. I talking into the mic? Yeah, you are. Good for you. Nucleated. So, so anyways, so um yeah, so I, I don't that that's kind of a, a weird question. doing someone else's act is is um I don't know. I th- I think he would have an easier time with mine than than me with his. We should try that. Oh, how did you feel like the dancing bit went over? Oh, so when we so when we were at all Chibi, well first we got off off to the Bradley Cooper thing. We sit down with this chick. Oh yeah, yeah. And I say to her, um I go, "Hey, this is my buddy uh Eric or Bradley Cooper as we like to call him, like mm-hmm. kind of like a ha ha kind of thing." Mm-hmm. So to put the idea in their head and she goes, "Yeah, he kind of does." You know? oh. And it's good, you know, it's a good way to, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, honey. Throws that in there. So we go downstairs at Al-Chabin, and we're we're in the basement, and there's, like, a bunch of people dancing and having a good time. First off, we saw someone propose. That was ridiculous. At Al-Chabin. It's, like, a Saturday night. That was ridiculous. Was it Saturday night? I don't know. Whatever the fuck it was. Al-Shabin has got, like, dancing going on, or it's like a dance night, okay? And some dude jumps on the stage and grabs, not even a microphone, they had something that looked like a a CB kind of thing, that I guess that's what they were, because DJ was cool, you know, so if they had to make an announcement... Oh, so he's communicating with the white guy in the back or something? Well, no, 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 I'm saying... It was Friday, because we saw Kick-Ass. Right. I'm saying the microphone was not a microphone... It was a CB thing it was like a that, that went through the speakers, though. It was just a sty- it was like oh, a, it, it was like if this thing just looked like a CB. It was like a stylish microphone for the DJ. Oh, so okay. instead of being like this one's going out to you and holding a mic, you were like, let me tell you something, and holding like the little CB radio gotcha. kind of thing. Okay. So he gets on this thing and he's like, everyone's having a good time tonight. I just want to say that don't don't ever uh, stumble out of a bar drunk and punch a girl in her mouth accidentally and knock two of her teeth out because you might be dating her. Eight years later, and that girl's here tonight, and uh, I just want, come here, baby. I was, yeah, come here, come here. This is my girl. <laughs> that, that, real, that statement really was made. Like, yes. Like, literally, yeah. He said, he said those exact words. And I'm looking at Eric immediately, like, oh, this motherfucker's going to propose. Oh, Eric, he's gonna, please don't do it. How did don't you piece together the proposal? Because it sounded like the drunken ramblings of a lunatic. Because why else would anyone get, he was making a big fuss. And the sound system was worse than some comedy shows. He was, he was making a, uh, he was making, you know, just so many references to her. I, that had to be where it was going. It had to be. So and ne- she was so excited. She was fist pumping yeah. at the proposal. So now he gets. I'm like, he's definitely doing it. He says some more, you know, blah blah. Well, and my girl, we've been together eight years, and we're here, and we got the music. And now, keep in mind, the club was like bumping or whatever, boom, boom, boom. And then now there's silence, so this guy can make the statement. The guy wants to make a statement. He starts saying this, you know, fucking nonsense. So now I, I go, it's coming, dude. I go, it's coming. I can feel it. It's coming. He drops on one knee, and I go, oh my god, there it is. 
So he holds up. I couldn't even see if there was a box or not or anything. She just kind of nods and they hug. And then he's like, yeah. And I scream out, she said yes. And pulled that bullshit. <laughs> right. Nobody heard me. He goes, no, everyone, let's fist, that let's fist pump. And dance the night away. We're getting married. And they are on stage going, this puppet, yeah. It was, it was brutal. It was the dumbest thing. It was brutal. I'm like, this motherfucker just proposed at All Shabin on a Friday night, club night, downstairs in downtown Fairfax. It's not, I mean, even, even, the, sco- <laughs> even the scoreboard to me is like, you know, more. Ultimately, the worst right. place to propose, I think, on earth. So like he, they, he must have been so fucking drunk and be like, you know what, I'm just going to f- propose. Yeah, they just do it. Maybe she was drunk, too, because there's no way she'll say yes you if think? she's not wasted. The bitch was fist pumping at the proposal. <laughs> I was like, is this a goddamn, like, tag team video? So, so, <laughs> so, wow. And your wedding, when your wedding songs, whoop, there it is. <laughs> Things are not fun. Whoop, daddy! Come, come on, now. Come on! So we're, while we're there, I just I just picture Cascada coming on like yeah. behind them. It was ridiculous, Chris. So oh so God. while we're there, we see this uh, black dude and he's dancing his ass off on the dance floor, and he's got in his ear a Bluetooth. And we're looking at each other and we're going, "Why do, Why do you have a Bluetooth then? Like, what the hell are you doing with a blue? Like, first off, it, it's too loud to even hear anything. Yeah. Who the fuck are you calling? Like, who's going to, was the office going to call? And you're going to be like, yeah, hold on. Yeah, Tommy! <laughs> yeah! Well, listen, I'm going to need four points on the back end! But, and you're like, you're moonwalking right. and shit. There's no... <laughs> I love it. So where this brought us to is I said that exact thing at the, at the club. No, I said that'd be a good bit. And then Chris is like, that's my bit. And then he goes, <laughs> and then he goes can I have it? So we've do- but I came up with half of it. So we're doing a bit off, so to speak, where he's gonna do it. Whoever does it better will do it. He said he's done it once and it didn't do well. And I saw him do it, the other, it day, the other day at Icons, and it wasn't good at all. Because the thing that sells the bit is the dancing. You need to be able to dance and move your body and be completely serious and look kind of like you ca- he can't dance. So yeah. he's like, you can't go by Icons. So he's like, ki- he's like kicking his feet around, like, yeah, I need four points on the back end. <laughs> like it's not it's yeah, well, not it funny. wasn't as funny Chris's is a lot funnier than mine I, I admit it so when that happens you just have to walk away from it you just have to concede and walk away well it's only funny when you can really dance cause I just look like a that's asshole. what sells it yeah it's not it's a, no one's, I don't even know if anyone's gonna be able to hear me but what what sells the bit is the concept of they can't see you dancing on the, but for you guys it's yeah, like, yeah! Well, I'm gonna need four points on the back end of that deal. And like, the, 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 he's doing the robot in my. I don't know what he's doing. The getting into it is is what sells the funniness. Of right. It. Straight face, but you're doing all these dance moves. Right. So, so did, it, did it go that badly at Icon? It. This is not a support group for you. We can talk about Icons later. It didn't go badly. It's just that joke. It's not. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not a you joke. It's a me joke. That's all I'm saying. Now. This and let me say, and don't get don't how quickly do you how quickly does a comedian move off of something like that? Like you sit there and, and in your head, obviously, if you actually go on stage with something, you obviously think at that level there's some type of humor to it. How how long do you hang on to a joke before you move on from it to realize that it's just not working or it's got to be tweaked or how long do you hold on to a joke before you're like, you know what, it just it just doesn't work. I gotta find something else. Me personally, I'll do it three times at three different places. If I don't get so much as a chuckle or the Done. response, I'm, I I can't. Right. It. Maybe I come back at t- back to it later if I need to like embellish my set because I need a little more time. So right. I always remember that I have it and I can do right. it. But as far as like this is gold, this is gold. No. Uh, it depends. If I say it and it's like dead silence, I'll get rid of it right then and there. If it kind of goes okay and I think I can fix it up, I'll try it again. But usually it, 
usually I'll know as soon as I say it if it gets a laugh or not. If a joke, if a joke does bad once, it'll do bad all the time. Usually, if it goes <laughs> good, it'll go good all the time. Comedy's not that full of surprises. If you, people that are funny are usually always funny, unless the crowd's got awful. Yeah, and and any joke that is like um. Like some of the racial stuff that I do doesn't go over as well in D.C. as it does like around here. <laughs> but I'm saying because that because of the crowd. But a funny bit, yeah, when there's black people in the crowd and you're like making fun <laughs> of black people, it doesn't go over quite as well as when we're in like bumpfuck Virginia. And you I don't can do always it. make fun of black people, but, but so now that we you are an equal opportunity offender. I am. So now that we've uh, lambasted you a little bit with uh, me saying that your act's not funny, and it is, <laughs> but. Um, I love how Chris is like I try it three times at three different venues. Chris has been on at two venues in his life: Wise Acres <laughs> and fucking Britney's, and he's been on stage five times. He's like I don't true. know why I'm not headlining. That is not true. <laughs> oh Jesus! That is not true. You've been on at Icons, Britney's, Icons, Britney's, Reraws. I went down to the Funny Bone. Reraw, recounting that performance. I've done, sure, I've <laughs> wow. done, I've, that was forty-five seconds, and I was like, it was a and it was a solid forty-five. Well, it's yeah, not my fault. That was Kurt's fault. Hey, hey. Get on me. Hey. <laughs> now, now, now we're talking about all this bullshit that no one has. Any. Let's get let's get back to the general. No one's listening to this Ge- anyway. General, we can talk about <laughs> fucking cereal. Who gives a shit? General, I don't care. General topics. So you actually, we're getting paid for this. You actually have been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback in my uh, in my world, in my realm. People are like that guy Eric's really good. You know. Wait, wait. What happened? Funny. I'm, you're getting positive feedback. From who? From from people I talk to, wherever it is. There's 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 some people that came up to me at Uptown that said, you know, I listen to the show. I think it's really funny. Um, those two people, um, uh, Benji and, and Liz, came up to the show, and they were looking to see you because they thought you were funny on the radio show. Um, Wait, they saw me at Icons, and they th- thought I was funny. They they heard you on the radio show, and they asked me, "Who's that third guy who's on the show?" Or whatever we you know, we like him. He's funny. And I said who you were, and they said, well, "When's he performing at Icons?" And they came. Did they like the show at so, Icons? Yes, but the thing, what I'm trying to say is that you're you're, you're getting positive feedback. Now, my mother also thinks you are very funny. My mother has kind of an issue with the show. She doesn't like the fact that uh, she doesn't. First off, she doesn't care what you guys say, but every time I say like "fuck," she goes, mm, "You said you said that again. You, mm, uh, you said that again." And here's the funny part: last week we were talking about something, and I said something about like you can't just take your girl home and be like, "Hey, let's go fuck" or whatever. And then you said, "Gatch," something about, um, "Yeah, you can't just be like, let's go home and bang." That's my Gatch impression, <laughs> and um, that needs work. So. Um, you can't, you can't just go, let's go home and bang. And then my mother says, see, why can't you say, why can't you just say bang? <laughs> now, now, the funny part about that is my 67-year-old mother, like, bang is less offensive than fuck. So that's why she went there. She's still trying to say Hitler. She doesn't want to deball me completely. And right. be like, you know. But for a 67-year-old Italian, you know, woman, you think she would have been like, see, why can't you say, you know, make love? Uh, whatever? But because you said something less offensive, which was still kind of offensive, my mother's like, yeah, can't you say something like bang? Why do you get to say fuck? Say you want to nail her, you know? Yeah. See, my parents, forget it. My parents will not listen to this. I even told them, I'm like, you, you can't, you can't listen to this. They're like, my mom's like, well, I want to listen to it. I'm like, that's fine. It's, it's cool. But let's put it this way. Like, my father will not sit down and watch a movie with my mother that has, um... That has any kind of sex scene in it, because okay. he knows that it makes my mom uncomfortable, and then it makes him uncomfortable. I just thought, really, according to them. I mean, this is—I I don't know. I, I just thought it was funny that my mother is going. She can't just say something nice like "bang." <laughs> like, can't you say something nice like you were drilling us? <laughs> you were drilling us in the titties. 
exactly. Bye. Like, Can't you say voluptuous breasts? Yeah, well, why? Can you get comedy advice from your parents? You know how many jokes my dad's like, I don't like those jokes. <laughs> why do you got to say you're going to fuck that whore? Can't you say you're going to rail that slut? It's so much more. It's so much nicer. It's so much nicer than. But no, I love I love you, mom. She uh, she she, mom she told me she she goes don't she goes don't say that, don't say that on the radio. And <sighs> I was like, well, and I said that I would defend her. Basically, she was trying to be hip and understand that I can't say something pussified, but that I she just didn't want me to use the f word. Is this so. technically the radio? Yeah. What station are we on? We're on uh, W Choke on Funny GC. WCOF dot com. Yeah. Tell me the good stuff your friends said about me. Did they say I was attractive and they wanted no. to have sex with me? Yes, they did. They said listening to the radio show, they think you're very attractive. You're well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you too. The the young lady he mentioned also told me after listening to the first show that she found it that that she remember I mentioned last week that that I that I received. I received messages from people giving giving me positive feedback. Oh, that was, was the, and one of them was like, one of them said, you know, the the whole the whole um, ghost bit. Yeah, that I'm telling you. Yeah, she's a fan. She's, she's a, a fan? fan. Yep, she would like it now on Facebook. Apparently, there is no becoming fan anymore. Now it's like. Yeah. So she there's a new button. So she would click like on your Facebook page. She likes you. Yes. I don't even know how to tell people to listen to the show. You tell them to go to iTunes. And type in choke on funny, uh, and this is the only thing that comes. That's too much. Yeah. Go to iTunes, type on choke on funny. Yeah. That's too much. You have to buy it. No, it's, it's free. free. <laughs> you hit download and it downloads it, but it's free. You hit subscribe, and then every time we upload a show, it goes right to their iTunes. Really? They don't have to do a damn yeah. thing again. Snickers. Yeah, every time that we that we that Chris puts it on the on the on the server, within yeah. like five minutes, it gets it gets yeah. uploaded to iTunes and. The way podcasts are set up on iTunes is that it checks daily for a new upload of anything you're subscribed to. So once it goes up, it'll get uploaded, and you're good. So literally, all you have to do is say, go to iTunes Smack and my bear ass. type on Chug on Funny. Or, or you could say, go to iTunes and, and, and search your friggin' name if for some reason you blank on Choke on Funny, because then your stuff will come up that you have on iTunes, your little bits, and then also uh, the po- under podcasts are things there, because your name's tagged in it, too. So is Gadget, so is mine. But Choke on Funny is the way to find it. I'm, I liked it. You know, we're trying to get people to listen to the show, and the guy sitting to my right has no idea how to find the show. I'm this also, genius over here. I, I'm out of the loop. Yeah, I, I did notice he was, he was struggling telling people to listen to it. <laughs> he, hasn't really, he hasn't really told anybody. No. He's just kind of there. Yeah, maybe if you opened your mouth, we'd be, and we're doing well. I don't even have a phone. You've got 500 to... friends. They don't like me. <laughs> They're fans of my stand-up. But that's good. That's, that's, that's that would kind of help with this. Mm, yeah. Hey, fans, you don't have to like me. Just yeah, listen why? to my he's, show. He's lazy. He wants to bitch and complain that he hasn't made it anywhere in his in his career, and then he's gonna. Well, I can't. I gotta tell people to go to iTunes. How am I gonna do that? I promoted Icons. I brought three people. That was good. Congratulations. They gave us. Oh, those chicken tenders were amazing. <laughs> they were delicious. It doesn't. I want. I just want to know what goes on in his head. I want to live in his head for a day. I picture like have like a being John Malkovich day with him. I, I you pi- couldn't take it. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 take I literally picture like a bee, like just buzzing around, searching for a window, trying to get out, and like that's what's in his head. Because he, he's so scattered that uh, you know what I think it might be a fun a fun uh, little experiment. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna let you take the. Uh, Take the uh, the 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 reins of this show for five minutes. Bring up a topic and let's talk about it. I have to pee first. <laughs> you talk amongst yourselves, and then when I get back, we'll do it. <laughs> He's got to pee again. He's got to pee again. Jeez. 
That's crazy. I guess that Alka-Seltzer water is really getting to him. He's like already laying, dude, before already decided to like falls asleep at the table. He's is all, he back, by the way? He's all, No. No? No. He stabbed himself in the, in the stomach. I know. I just, I, I don't have serious anymore. No, he's he's done. But, um, anyways, so th- actually today is uh, is a very special day to a, a huge counterculture out there of, of people. Today is April 20th. And for all you wonderful pot smokers out there, you know, 420, man, yeah! I can't even, go ahead, say what you have to no, say, I'm, and then I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm lobbing you a softball, because Gatch said when I came in here that, you know, I want to talk about how annoying these people are, and I concur. Everybody listen. Clear. Clear as crystal. This day is designed for 13-year-olds who can't get their hand on pot <laughs> to act like they're cool, go into their rooms, screw out their light bulb, put in the purple light bulb, stare at their black light pot leaf poster, <laughs> dust off the one Marley album that they have and listen to it in their room and tell all their friends about it on Facebook. That's it. That's what this holiday is designed for. Any adult that's sitting there and talking about happy 420. Here's the thing. You're pathetic. And I'm going to tell you why you're pathetic. I don't care that you do this. I don't. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. That's totally your business. But you know what? If you really were some, like, really cool, hip stoner dude, fact of the matter is you'd be, like, imparting the Barry Sanders rule this whole day. Chris, you, you know the Barry Sanders rule, right? No, you know when they well when Barry Sanders played football Detroit Lions, somebody asked him why he never celebrated. Oh, a act, touchdown. act like you've been there before. Act like you've been there. Fact of the matter is, is all these stoners that these people that that are fully functioning adults that smoke weed every day. This isn't a holiday. Today's Tuesday. That's it. They don't care what the day on the calendar is. It's not going to stop their normal smoking. They're not getting extra special weed. You know, it's not like upgraded weed for the holiday. Like, it, like all these people that are that are like talking about it and want to celebrate it as a holiday, you're fake. You're posers. This is nothing. For anybody that, that just smokes weed, they probably sit there and they just like, ugh, to all these, the same people that I do. Just act like you've been there. Like, I don't care. Oh, I hate it. Like, because I, I, de- I deal with adults. Like, I hang out with adults. So when I hear about it and I see it, it's adults doing it. If I was 15 years old and I saw a bunch of kids putting it up or talking about it, whatever. Right. They're just trying to be cool. But these are 35-year-old, 40-year-old, 30-year-old people being like, Happy 420, blaze them if you got them. Blood, silly, Rastafarian, man. Like I'm just like oh, <laughs> 420. Is this a is this a holiday? That's what we're saying. We're saying no, but but the these people head. don't smoke pot every fucking day of their lives. <laughs> it's 420. Like people are like I've been waiting all year to get high. <laughs> no other drug does that. You know? No other drug. There's no like meth day in September. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're right. gonna stay up all night <laughs> and, for and, three weeks. And then everything like all these like uh, the pot they have the shirts and shit. You know. Like that say, you know, with the leaves on. Right. Speaking of that, Chris, Chris is trying to milk me into a bit. Yeah, like, like uh, potheads always have like pothead apparel. Like they always have like t-shirts, like Highway 420. Like they're advertising they smoke pot. Like wink, wink, I'm a smoker. Like we don't know that. Like you have, you're white and have dreadlocks and you work <laughs> at fucking Pizza Hut. Right. Like we know you smoke weed. Okay, dude. Either that or you just, you are, you hate your parents. 
Uh, but like, no other drug has it. Like, you don't see meth heads walking around with a T-shirt with like Sudafed and a battery, <laughs> right. with a caption that says like a match made in heaven. You know, what I mean? <laughs> right? I mean, but it's totally true. It's like, I do you know what I wonder? I wonder one thing specifically. What's I that? wonder if so, like. For my real job, I work with hotels, and on holidays and very very big travel times, the rates on my rooms increase. It's always more expensive to get a room in D.C. for the cherry blossoms or on 4th of July right. than it is on a random weekend in August. So I wonder if, like, like the uh, like the dope dealers, like, they increase <laughs> how much their pot is because it's it's a holiday. Like, is it twice as expensive? If, if it's the rake high, like, right. like, where the subways are more right. expensive on New Year's yeah. Eve or whatever. Yeah, like, Tickle Me Elmo is like... $20 more expensive that Christmas it came out than any other time. I wonder if they jack up their rates <laughs> for the holiday. Like flowers before, uh, before <laughs> Valentine's Day. Exactly. You, you send your dealer a car <laughs> like thinking of you. Yeah, right? Thanks, man! Happy holidays with a, with a stoner Santa on the front. Like, what do you Lonnie. do? I don't know. Give him some donuts. But I gotta tell you, so everybody I saw... <laughs> give, yeah, right? I said that like funny. Doritos. Donuts. Here's your Doritos. Very Four twenty. Before twenty years, buy a thing of Cheetos and a. We need a four twenty horror movie because remember eighty slashers. Every holiday had a horror movie. Then it'd be like a four twenty day. How Cheech and Chong not made that movie? Yet? Four twenty. It's like nice. some, some irate stoner like stabbing people with a bong. And this just, time it's personal. Four twenty is the new six six six. You have to dump like bong water on him at midnight on four twenty to kill him. Burning. Like, I'll be back. <laughs> it's like acid. It's like a cross. Between like a horror movie and Gremlins, they would they would feel pain for like two and a half hours. You cut them all up to be like, dude, man, why are you tickling me? Then two hours later, they're like, when <laughs> <laughs> it finally wears off, we should have a crack birthday. Great. What, what day would a crack birthday be? Crack crack holiday? Yeah, crack holiday. What would you do for it? What <laughs> <laughs> you think you do for four twenty? You'd steal shit from people, Chris. You'd you'd fight. <laughs> people Can I suck your dick? Is it is it four thirty? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we'll make it. We'll make, actually, you know what? There's nothing else. I think every day in April, four twenty is is the launch because, like you know, they say weed's a gateway drug. So four twenty is the launch, and then like four twenty one, you keep getting into harder and harder drugs. So I, I agree. Should be four twenty is weed. Four twenty one is like I don't know. Acid. Acid. I don't, I don't do any drugs. I think so there I don't should know. be a death. Ecstasy. You know, cocaine, smack, heroin, you know, shoving quaaludes in your ass, whatever the hell it is. And you just keep, it leads all the way up to, I don't to think the, the, the 30th. And then May 1st, you're clean again. They should have a day where, you, where like all drugs are legal just for like one day of the year. You could just go fucking crazy. That would be a disaster. Can you call off work on 420? Like, I'm celebrating 420. <laughs> I can't come in. Eric, you have a class to teach. And I'm I, celebrating Vol 20. And if I do, I will not be very productive. I will not be very productive. <laughs> I mean, I've actually heard stories of, like, professors canceling their classes on this day because they just know that half their class. They, yeah, because they know, not because the professor's like, right. no, they just know that it's just going to be totally unproductive and half the people in their class aren't going to be there. They're like an art class or something like that. They're like, ah, oh, what am I doing? I went to class. Tripping on acids. Last the last week of school, senior year at high school. What was it four twenty? Was it four twenty seven? That's the acid holiday. <laughs> yeah, no, four twenty seven. No. Happy acid day. But the teacher, the the words were moving on the chalkboard, and the teacher's face turned to wood. And I'm sitting there like, hold it together, <laughs> hold it together. And I'm drifting off into La La Land, and he calls on me, the teacher, Mr. Bryant. He's like, Eric, what do you think about that? And I snap back into reality. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. I'm like, I think it's great. <laughs> 
He's like, well, I'm glad you think slavery was great. <laughs> and everyone turns and looks at me, and I'm like, this is going to be bad. And, like, people are melting. I'm like, I don't even see color besides the blue and green floating out of the air vent. It was so horrible, dude. And I, like. That's I, why you got to pay attention. That's why you gotta pay attention, buddy. That's why you gotta pay attention. So, am I? Do I get the reins for five minutes? Uh, oh, sure, yes. please. I want to talk about the anti-slut defense. The I want to talk the about the, the level of bullshit in dating. Okay, because you can never. If you're on a date with a girl, you can never be like, "Look, I find you attractive. I want to have sex with you. Come up to my apartment." Okay, we touched on this a little bit last week. I don't give a. Fu- That's all I think about or talk about. Okay, so, so go ahead. So, like, like, you can't even, there's no other excuse to come up to the apartment. There's, there's nothing else you can say. Like, what do you say? When, when you're on a date and you try to get a girl in to, to come in, it, what do you say? You know what? What do you say? What is I got to tell you, I cannot tell you how awesome being honest with a chick is. Because here's why. I don't like it. Here's why. <laughs> no, th- this is why you should absolutely say this to a girl. Okay. okay. Let's say you're out on a date with a girl and everything's going well, and you use some shady ass line to try to get him into your apartment, get her into your apartment, right? And she doesn't want to sleep with you. So now you don't know that she doesn't want to sleep with you or not, but you have her in your apartment. Whatever's going on, she just thinks she's there hanging out. She's gonna leave in an hour after she sobers up. You're thinking I got her in my apartment. You're not saying a word about what you really want. So you have this girl alone in your apartment. Mm-hmm. And then if you put some kind of crazy move on her and she's just a little bit weird about stuff like that, that's a whole level of world you don't even want to go into. So if you're in a bar and you're hanging out and be like, you know, obviously you want to know if she's single, you ask her if she's single. You, and then she's like, what about you? And be like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of dating right now, not really trying to get anything serious, just kind of going out, meeting people, seeing what happens. You see, for him, though, he doesn't – I think <clears> – <throat> There's there's black and white and there's no gray so it's pretty much I like Asian chicks. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for him, it's kind of like here are the options: Do you want to come to my house and check out my painting, okay? Or you want to come home and fuck me? My like, painting? Well, whatever, whatever your bullshit excuse. And I live in a sober house, so right. it's really hard. Do you want to you want to go back to my house and check out the other attics in my house or? But, and the and the inverse is, you know, do you want to fuck me? They're somewhere in the middle. I'm sorry. Do you want to bang me? Do you want to nail me? There you go, Mom. Uh, I'm making you proud. Uh, no, ah! But but the thing is... <laughs> Who can seriously say, you want to bang me? The point is is that you don't have to go there because you're going... You can Your whole point is you can never just ask a girl, do you want to go, go home and have sex? And maybe you can't do that, but you can say things that are like, you know, so do you have a boyfriend? You want to come back to the house and hang out? Maybe no, see, I'm, I'm completely, a little bit. I completely disagree with you. I think Wait, you you're can. saying literally. We, Absolutely. You, go, you, go because, you know what happens? If she says no, then you know. And if you just keep going, remember how you were talking the, uh, last week on the show boobs? about the boob grabbing thing? Right. You can absolutely be like, you know what? Like, I'm totally just trying to hook up and, and everything like that. Like, you're a real cool chick, but right now, that's it. And she's like, well, I'm not into that. Oh, that's cool. No biggie. So, blah, blah, blah. And you just keep going with the conversation. You now know that you... She's not coming home with you. You know where you stand with this girl. So now if you wrap up the conversation in the next couple minutes, just be like, oh, well, it, was, it was good meeting you, man. I'll see you in a little bit. And then you walk away and you try to find somebody else. But so even, just be honest. But even what you said is, is too smooth and cool. Like, I'm telling you, his delivery on that, I get what you're saying. Be like, you know, I'm going to go back to the house. You know, I, I dig you. You want to come home and see what's what? Maybe we can hook up, whatever. Like, I'm not in, or however you would say right. it that makes it not as threatening. If he were to do that, he would be like, so. We had a good evening. You enjoy the chicken tenders? <laughs> so if you want to come back to my uh, house, maybe I can... Uh, you want me to... Uh, <laughs> I could... Uh, why don't... Would you like to 
to touch it. <laughs> well, like, it well see, that's not a delivery. It's a confidence creepy. thing, though. That's a confidence thing, though. My roommate Carmen used to have a massage book. He didn't know anything about massaging people. It was like massage for dummies and massage oils. And I'm like, Carmen, do, do you massage? Like, no, but when girls come over, they see the book. And you're like, yeah, I'm a masseuse. And so you massage them. And he's like, it always leads to sex. I'm like, that always leads to sex? He's like, yeah, because when they're on their back, you just you stick it in. <laughs> And I'm like, so this guy's a rapist. That's, that called, that's crazy. Isn't that called rape? <laughs> that's that's insane. It's like no, I got this book. No, 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 but he it wasn't quite that blunt. He's like, no, you get him to take their shirt off because you're like, I can't get to the muscles when you have a bra on, and then it's like, <laughs> for some reason they're taking their underwear off because apparently you can't get to those muscles their, either. Their sphincter is the, is in dire need of tension release. I don't I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but wow, wow. But I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, tribe just being flat out honest. At worst, you'll at least. You'll probably lose some comedy bits, though, to be honest. Like, you'll lose some of the funny stuff that might happen That's if you accidentally. But, I mean, I the fact of the matter is, is the worst thing, and this is one thing that nobody, that a lot of people aren't comfortable with, is you have to be comfortable enough with the rejection. You have to be comfortable if they're like, well, I don't want to go home with you. Then you could just kind of wrap up the conversation and roll out and be done, and you don't have to worry about the, does she want to hook up? Does she not want to hook up? She's in my apartment alone. She's kind of drunk. I went over to her before, but then she kind of slid away a little bit. Like, what's, why is she here? You, you avoid all that. This is going to sound incredibly arrogant, and I get rejected. Well, I haven't been out in the dating uh, world in some time, but... I, you know, I'm not God, God's gift to anything, but talking to you, who you said that, you know, you used to have trouble with women or, or whatever, and you, who are still having trouble, does getting rejected, this is going to sound so awful, but does getting rejected get easier as you get used to getting rejected? No. Or is, like, each one, like, hard, it's like, fuck, again, again, again. It gets worse because you're affirming. Because I really never got rejected all, all that much. I'm not saying anything. Just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't, maybe I have, I have a good gauge for what girl might go for me or, well, or whatever. Didn't, didn't, or I got yeah. lucky. But you safe. You played it safe. But then when I did, I was like, oh. right. See what what happens a lot of times, and and I'll tell this real quick, and then I'll tell my worst date story ever, and and how it ended up. Oh, good. It's it's kind of bad. I love date stories. But I was I was committed for a really long time. I dated a girl for five and a half years. An institution or two? Okay. <laughs> With a girl. <laughs> I was I was I was in a long relationship five and a half years, and I was in like a six month whatever. And then when I moved down here, I met my ex wife, and I was with her for ten years. So I mean, so you I didn't know right then. If you met your ex wife, then you should have been like, this uh, yeah, this I, I should have. I proposed to her at karaoke at a bar on a Tuesday night. I should have yeah, known, right? Fast Daddies. Oh, but, uh, but, uh, you get married. Let me see you go. Like, oh, don't think I didn't sing I'll Be by Edward McCann. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. The strands in your eyes. Come with them. Wonderful. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Terrifying. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see where this goes. He never sings. <laughs> there you go. Now sing you know what song he's going to sing. I always sang for you in the car. I sang that a bartender poured me a drink. Oh my God! I wonder if I. Can. We'll, get, we'll get to that. Yeah. I might be able to play. Okay, good. Wait, so, I got Okay, go ahead. So I, uh, um, so I didn't have a. I don't have a ton of experience, but once my marriage ended, I did go out on actually quite a few dates. Like, I, I mean, I say quite a few, and I'm saying four. I mean, to, for me, that's a lot. Okay. I, so I took out this one girl. And mm -hmm. met her through some friends, chatted a few times, mm -hmm. then did the Facebook friend thing, and then we went out. Okay. And I ended up, normally on a first date, I try to do something very, just very minimal. I don't try to, to blow, go, go overboard or anything like that because you want to set yourself up high and then 
sets a right. stand. This time was a little different. A mutual friend of ours, Drew, Andy. The shaved head guy that sings the It's the End of the World as We Know It? Yes. Okay. He... If you just said Mindy, that would have made more sense. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Oh, um, I have no idea So this guy, um, I, I, did a fa- I did a favor for him, and at, he works very, very part-time at a very, like, upscale um, restaurant in D.C. Essentially picks up a shift, like, once a month and on holidays. Just, like, a little extra spending money. And um, he used to work there for a while, so he just kind of goes in when they need a little extra help or whatever. So I said, so I helped him on the day that I had this first date. And he's like, dude, I'm working tonight. Why don't you come down and I'll take care of you? So I'm like, whatever, you know, nice girl. So I think she's cute. So we go and I'm like, look, we're going like, to change dinner plans. I'm going to take you into D.C. So we go into D.C. We go into the caucus room. And, uh, and, and Drew's great. Totally takes care of us, everything. The caucus room? Yeah. The caucus room. Like, stripped a caucus. No, so, I'm just kidding. So you're already, like, on your way. You got cock in the title of the room. Us. Us and cock. Like, yeah. how, what else can I do? How? I'm like, hey, let's bag. No, I'm just the, kidding. The <laughs> Don't say fuck. <laughs> just bag. Um... So we are. Um, so we're in the caucus room now. The kind. Let me th- describe the clientele. There's two like like all star tables in this place. It's where they put like the swing and dicks that walk in. Right. Carl Rove is at one table. Me and her are at the other. Like Wait, this is the table he gave us. Carl Rove was uh, <laughs> was um, was on Bush's administration. And this was before Obama was in office. Oh, so I have to be smart to know who this is. Yes. Yeah, you're not going to get that over. Oh, here. okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, if you'd have been like, some guy had his dick out, Eric would be like, I know him. It's, his name's Willie. I believe. I believe. I believe Obama was. Yeah, he wasn't in office yet. So I believe so, it might have been after the. So it might have been in that December to. That November to January thing. <laughs> in that November, January, where he was kind of wrapping up before the administration changed. Or it was very, very early on in the administration. I'm not sure. So he was still a big Washington, you know, big deal. And he's sitting at the other big deal table, and right. we're at the other one. So people are walking by asking the waiters who we are because they want to know who he, Carl Rove, is. They're like, well, who's that guy? Right. So we're having this great dinner, way out of the price range for a first date. And my friend totally hooked it up. It was, it was very minimal. It was like going to Olive Garden. And having a bottle of wine at Olive Garden too, mm. like that was the price for this, that, this ridiculous to me, dinner. Going to Olive Garden, you know? like, How'd you get in there? <laughs> it would probably would have been, you know, if he didn't tell us this beforehand and we went in and, and knew what the check and knew we weren't going to kind of get taken care of, probably would have been like a four hundred dollar dinner if it was just a normal person. Four hundred. But he told us he was like, just don't worry about it, just don't worry about it. I know what you're talking about because I told him where I was going beforehand, so he kind of knew where my price range right. was. So he took care of it. We were going to McDonald's. We were, we, we were going. Uh, we were going to. Uh, we were going to Long John Silver. Might have been like Carabas or something like that. And then we were going. Yeah, but not the upper. Okay, so right. So he. So he took care of us, and w- so we're at this swanky. We're, we're talking. We're laughing. Lord knows that that's all I really got going for me is I got a little bit of a personality. So this girl, I think she's attractive. She's laughing. We're really getting along great. We finished dinner. We're getting to dessert. Mind you, we're at dinner in D.C. I drove. She looks at me and she goes. Well, this has been amazing, and I really can't wait to go out again. I really can't. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Like, uh, it's great to hear. You know, I'm really glad. And we're waiting for dessert. And she goes, I'm just not physically attracted to you. Oh. Oh, man. So I'm like, wow, really? What do you say to that? I love talking to you. I love everything. And I'm like, 
Okay. I'd love it if you were gay. We could go shopping. So we're not well, going to fuck? So, so the rest of the night, we, we're still having conversation. They I'm should, wait, wait, really hold on they should tell you that before you order the food. Because if you're not going to fuck me, we're scaling back what we're eating. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to share the bread. Well, I'll be honest with you. If we ended up at Carabas, I don't think she would have told me. But I think she almost to the point, because I didn't tell her I was getting hooked up it either. It's so, not like I was like, hey. So she, so somewhere in her mind, she was like, oh, shit, so she's he's like, I've, spending all this it's, money It's on possible. Me. It's very I possible. better let him know that I'm not feeling it. So, but I'm still going to eat the fucking food. Right. But I'm still going to eat dessert. Because I'm a bitch. Right. Oh, she got dessert, too? Well, that's where we were in the middle of meal and dessert. So we finish up. What a we're, on the, we're on the <laughs> ride home. She actually says to me, <laughs> you seem kind of quiet. Are you okay? No! I'm and I was okay. like, you're kidding me, right? So we have a whole conversation. I'm like, how am I supposed to feel? Like, what I, you know, you could have, if you actually had tact, you could have waited till we finished the night, peck on the cheek, rolled out, call me tomorrow, be like, you know what? I had a good time. I'm just not feeling it. Like, you didn't have to do this in the middle of the date, everything like that, and make the rest of the night weird. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I didn't really think of it. I'm like, because you just have no tact. And she's like, people think I don't have class. I'm like, well, it's because you act like you have none. I'm like, tact and class are two different things. So now you guys are in like an insult battle, but in a nice way. Well, but you're hurt. It, you're lashing No, but you're just happening. What I'm hearing is like they're both being nicely condescending oh, to I one was, another now. Now I am. It's I was. Like, it's like, you know what? I think you're a great guy. I just don't really find you physically right. attractive. Well, 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 you know what? You got off of the fucking well, you list. know what? I think you're a great girl, too, but I think maybe you should have some tact. It's like, <laughs> like you guys are both too saying, you know what? I think you're great, but I'm. I I think you're fucking ugly, but and I think you're Eric, great, but you're a here's, fucking Here's piece the of kicker. Shit. Here's the kicker in the whole thing. Get back to her house, she go to drop her, her off, say goodnight. I lean in to give her a kiss on the cheek, just polite. Wait, she go for it? She turns her head and tries to make out with me. I pull back. I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> what? And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm, like, a, I'm a whore. And I was like, look, honest to God, like you told me you weren't attracted to me. You physically attracted to me, and now you want to make out with me in the car. Like, where does that go? She's like, you're right. I'm sorry. All night that night, I literally I went up to Uptown, and I, this was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, went up to Uptown, wrapped up the night, and um, she blew up my phone like three times. Next day, called me like four times. Sunday, she's like, when are we going out again? You want to hang out today? You want to go to the park? I got my nephew. Like for like five straight days after that, all she wanted to do was fucking hang out. After she told, like. After you were mean to her. Uh, where, what, what logic does that possess? Women, don't, it's nothing logical about, you can't like, even I, wonder about it. <laughs> It's just whatever happens, happens. You just have to hope. Seriously, where do you go with that? Like, I don't even no, know. No that's that's probably the worst date that I should have. That's probably the worst date that I've ever had. But seriously, even with that, even in failure, even with her saying, oh, you're really funny. We get along so well. I've never been on a date that's been so much fun, but I'm not physically attracted to you. For five days, she still tried to get me back out. Maybe it was the, the, the deciding factor of the fact that when she tried to, like, get with you at the end that you were a gentleman or, or you were like, you know, no, you said you didn't like me and I'm not going to. And you weren't just some, like, horny dude that was like, well, I don't give a shit. Maybe the fact you had some level of respect for yourself or, or whatever. Like, I might let you tell me that you think I'm not you know, good enough to look at. I mean, she made it clear that she wanted to go out again, and I'm sure it's because that she thought the dinner was exorbitant. I when think it... we're on, like, the love connection. She no, made it clear, Chuck. But she seriously, again. but what I'm trying to say yeah, is... Dick point, out, dude, you pull your dick out, you wiggle it up and down, and you show her the check, and you're like, look! <laughs> look! That's what a lot of people said. They're like, I don't understand how you actually could go on a date like that and not get anything. Like, she should have gone down on you on the ride home. She should have done something. Like, I don't understand how you didn't literally, like, so. I mean, you know. What's what, the deal? We, 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 it wasn't called the caucus room for a reason. Yes, yeah, there was no reason. It's like, like, you know, you didn't, you didn't order, you know, salad. You ordered the lobster. That's on That's on the fucking side of the It's menu. called subliminal messaging. That's, not, that's not under entrees. That's under you will fuck me later. Yes. 
side. Exactly, right. Steaks, you got appetizers, entrees, and you're fucking... That's what market means on the menu. When you see market price on the menu, it means I am getting some later. Market Market price. It means I'm on the market. Exactly. $9 for chicken. But I think... Surf and turf market value. That means I'm getting some. But I I see. I think, like, women... I I think women want to be, like, seduced. Like, I I don't think they want to come across as, like, whores or slutty or interested in sex. So I think they want to almost feel that they've fallen victim... That you've like taken advantage of them in some way. Because whenever you ask a girl about anal sex, she's always like, "Oh, I was tricked. I was, I was, tri- I was a masquerade." I had no idea he was going to do it that. It was a masquerade. Like, what, what, what did he knock your keys off the table when you bent down to pick him up? He like stuck his dick in your ass and like, "I gotcha." Like, what, what did you? April Fool. April Fool. Be like, you just raped me. That was great. That was. Really- <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like it's almost like you, you have to do this manipulation, and it's it's it's. it's, 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 it's and if you're not good, what is uh is your method, Eric, for meeting a chick? If you were gonna do, all right, I got a little method. I, I can't. You want me to divulge the secrets that have been passed down since oh. Casanova roamed? <laughs> I want to know what you do. If because I never seen you approach a, a chick first off, especially if you're not at a comedy club. You if didn't you, know I was doing it because I was so fucking smooth. If you're at a, so she's like a ninja. He he's a dating ninja. He's a dating ninja. Dude, I jerked off under the table. During the show, that's how good I am. <laughs> I don't even want to know. You do now. I, okay, my my here here's. I don't really have any game. What I will do is I'm like, saying, I'm screw a line or, or whatever. Like literally, if I like if you, so you ask me how do you go up to I go up to a girl. I probably try to say something funny and clever. You know, get a conversation going. I probably make fun of someone else in the right, bar. Right, right. You know, be like, hey, look at them. They laugh, and then maybe I try to you know stay in, in close proximity to them, make some jokes, whatever. If I'm at a karaoke bar, I'll sing a song. Maybe ask for a number at the end of the night. So what do you do realistically? What would you do? Uh, if I was on a date or if I was just no, if you, we go to Uptown tonight, okay, and there's a couple cute girls at the bars, and you want to initiate conversation with them, I wouldn't. Okay. They, they would have to talk to me. Okay, so I'm, it's usually after a comedy show, usually they're like, "Hey, you're really funny," and I'll talk to them, and the conversation will kind of start sagging because like, "Oh, do you go to a lot of comedy shows? What kind of music do you like?" Okay, like, so I, I'm asking them questions, but really lame questions because I don't know where to go. So I'm working. Anal to- sex works every time. Do you so, like anal sex? Right. I asked them what they do, and they're like, oh, I work on, like, Capitol Hill. And oh, like, anal sex? <laughs> well, no, I... <laughs> it, just go right in. Oh, and, but, like, I don't know anything about, like, having an actual job, so I don't really know where to go with the conversation. Then I have to act interested. I'm like, oh, you work at the mall? Well, I can oh. tell you right now, like, even in this radio show you're playing with that pen, if, if something doesn't grab your attention completely, you are in another world. That's true. You can't get bored fake easily. interest. Like, no, you, I can't fake interest. You, you, he's, I, I got a great way to do it, you know. When they tell you something and you have no idea what it is, be like, honestly, I have no idea what that means. What do you do? And that's it. And let them go. Because mm. people love to talk about how great they are and talk about themselves. They, they love asking questions is, is, is your greatest friend. What Did you ever see a 40-year-old virgin? It's my favorite part in the whole movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when, when he's he with Seth Rogen. What and do he, you? He, and he sits there and he goes, you know, like David Caruso and Jade. <laughs> Just like, how are you? How are you? How are you? And I'm fine. You're fine? Yes, I'm fine. Why are you fine? Exactly. Like, that's it. Just keep asking questions and let them talk about it. It's a perfect go-to move. They love it. All right. Well, you know what? I'll usually, like, most of the women I date are female comics, so we have a bond. Like, we go out, we do open mics, right. and then, like, after I destroy on stage, I'm like, I'm filled with confidence, and I put the moves. Uh-huh. I mm. rack the moves up. But that shit's backfired on me in the past. I feel... Because sl- I've gotten people shows that weren't really funny. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Eric, like, are you trying to fuck these women? I'm like, no! I'm a huge fan! And they're, like, up on stage, like, you know, with a sock puppet and a grapefruit. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> then they don't fuck me, and I've just ruined my whole career. I, let me tell I didn't. I didn't tell you this that night. Cause, not because I didn't tell you, but I... I well, I didn't, I didn't tell you. But what I, what I, night? I, the uh, All Should Be Night where you met that chick. And I... I wasn't trying to, like, spare your fit, because you hear it all the time, and I just forgot to tell you, but she asked me, when I went outside to smoke with her for a second, I was like, I think my man likes you, or whatever. She asked the, the question about you that I that is always asked about you. She asked if I was gay? There you go. Yeah. Well, th- that, that, people ask me if I'm gay, like, a hundred times. You said that you think I like her? Uh, well, th- 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 Did you make that shit so awkward for me? Because no, I don't even know no. you said that. Exactly. You don't know. Check yes or no. You don't know, but that's one of my methods. I'll be like, so, I think my man's got a little crush. I say it in, like, a joking way to then see right. if they come back with, oh, well, he's cute, or if they're like, oh, well, thanks. That way I know whether or not to give you the high sign later, like, look, dude, I, I threw something out there and just bail. Just bail. Pull the ripcord, man, because fucking, I was like, I think she likes you. and Because and, and, if I would have said to her, I think my man's into you, you know, what you think of my man? And she was like, ah, uh, no. Then I'd be like, back off. How can I be into her? I talked to her for like two seconds. She's a girl that talked to you. You're into her. No, it's not like that. Period. But people ask me if I'm gay like ten times a day to the point where I, I'm just like, it doesn't phase me. What do you think it is? Would you? Would you... Because of my voice, I'm skinny. I what do you think, Gadget? Yeah, let's de- let's delve into why people think Eric's gay, from from looking at him or whatever. I don't think you look gay, and I don't think you sound gay either. I think, I, sound, I think you sound weird, if anything. Because I'm not. I'll tell you. Because people don't know how to categorize me. Because I don't fit into a category. I'm kind of my own person. Ooh. I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I'm just an ex- j- just so you know, everything you're saying is something that some extremely gay would say. <laughs> Great. Right. I'm in, my, I'm, in, I'm in my own league, Listen and no one's me. like me. No, because I don't fit into a certain category. I don't do a whole macho man act like most people. I don't. I don't do that. So like, I just act like myself, and people interpret it as being gay because I don't act like most guys because I'm an eccentric person. So they don't know how to categorize me. So women in their head, you're either straight or gay. There's no middle ground. If you get a manicure or you like comb your hair, they're like, oh, you must be gay. Or if you're sensitive. Or appear sensitive, or even in tune with their feelings. Well, white people, or that connection. Well, maybe it's because you and Chris always travel together. Or I was also sitting on Chris's lap eating, right. eating uh, popcorn shrimp. Could be. Or whatever. Could whatever. be. Um, you said the thing about manicure. White people. I have this theory. White people cannot cannot get manicures, like without it without it looking gay or whatever. A black dude can go get his nails. I've gotten done. a pedicure. But here's the thing: a, a black guy can go get his like nails and fingers done or whatever because people assume that he must be doing it for some tough reason. Like if I get a pedicure, it's because I'm a faggot. But <laughs> if a, if a, if a, if a black guy gets a pedicure, it's because well, he's probably a football player and he needs you know his feet to be good for running fast and he's got to have his hands trimmed so he can catch the ball. Like I, I, that's a thing because no one will fuck with a black person if they go get their nails done. No. I, I've heard they're amazing, and I keep debating on the fact of going. I've gotten a manicure, and I've gotten a pedicure, and this lady poured hot wax on my feet, and I... The paraffin saw, wax? I saw God. Yes, the yeah. paraffin wax. Yeah, I'm not doing it. it and it's got I, nothing to do with being homophobic. I'll I tell you what else I'm doing, too. I'm, I'm, like, I'm going to Vegas in a couple months, mm. so I'm doing two things. I'm definitely getting Manny and Petty. I'm definitely rocking it. That's what the girls call Manny Petty. I'm doing that. We got you, Chris. And then the other Should thing I'm doing... <laughs> then the other thing I'm doing... Ask I'm waxing. Everything? And then the other thing I'm doing, I'm taking one of my ass. Yeah. 
You're waxing your whole body? What does that have to do with Vegas? No, I am I'm waxing <laughs> gambling, you gotta be <laughs> I gotta be streaming. Give me five like... more red and I have no eyebrows. <laughs> I'm waxing luck. my back and my chest because I am like I'm very much like an like an ape. I'm, what about I'm your arms? hairy as everything. Are you gonna wax your balls? I've your already hands? actually talked to a girl and we're it's like this is not gonna come off like the lower stuff, but you can actually see where it actually changes from like right. the arm hair to not, so like yeah, that yeah. will be taken well, care of. Are you of. Italian? Are you no, no. Slovak and oh. Irish. Wait, wait, wait. So what? The Slovak side. It's oh, Slovak right. side. Because I got, I got. I'm, I'm starting to get the tufts and shit. Um, you're gonna be miserable. The tufts. Well, I'm gonna do it twice. I'm gonna do it probably in a month from now, and then I'm gonna do it again, like a touch up, like before. Like we're gonna set it up so that it won't be the first time, so I'll be a little bit used to it. But um, I, I gotta get rid of it. It's man. different than shaving because I shaved my chest once and that was completely miserable. Yeah. I've Shit. also waxed areas of my body to see what it was like when it came out miserable. Bro, you're, I never. I shaved one armpit once for a mu- for a musical I did, and uh, it was the worst thing ever. Miserable. What musical was that? I did a uh, Godspell. And one armpit. Um, one armpit. <laughs> I did Godspell, and the, it was a it was a very it was a very forward production of Godspell where our Jesus was a female and it was a lot and I actually did this this song called Turn Back Oh Man which is a female song and I actually did it dressed in drag like Madonna like the whole Madonna Jessica Rabbit type like I had the gold comb bustier with the wig and the big mole on my face I saw that outfit in your closet actually. this this was at an all girls Catholic school by the way so um, nice. and and we, what? This story has more holes in my underwear. So I'm as part of it, so as part of it, when when we actually did the production, I was able to come down off stage and make lots of like friends and family members uncomfortable and like lay on their lap and I whatever. can imagine. I made like twenty seven. This is an all girls school. I'm uncomfortable hearing about right? it. Right. Yeah. So we then we went and we entered ourselves in a competition. The school did. And I'm telling you, best way to, to meet chicks: do musicals at all girls schools. I went to ten proms. Really? I went to ten proms because. All girls schools need guys for their shows. Yeah, I and mean, they meet you, you're artsy, you're in a position of, uh, right. oh, look at him, he's talented. You can't uh, do most shows without a male lead right. or two male leads. Just vocally, you can't do it. So it was always me and one or two other guys. So there's two all girls schools. One of them did the fall, one of them did the spring, and knocked them right out. It was fantastic. And one of them was probably gay. You know, you got, you got the gay wait, guy. Wait, wait, can know? we go back to this girl? So yeah. what happened? Oh, I'm sorry. So we went and did the competition, and we didn't have the ability to go down off stage. So we had to do something else that was shocking. So where did you go down? So, <laughs> uh, so in one of the parts of the song, it stops, and then I put my arm up, like all you know, sexy, because it was sexy. And I put my arm up, and then it was the arm that had all the hair under it. So I swung it down, and then put the other one up, and it had no hair, and everybody got a kick out of it. So yeah, for the, for the sake of the art, I shaved one armpit. It was the worst experience of my life. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible. That was. Be- what was I'm sorry. I won best actor in, in, for the for the for the whole thing. It was like committed. 15 schools. You and to the role, good right? for you. Yeah, I won best actor. Wait, so there's only, there's only two people though. No, 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 no. This was the whole show. It was right. like 15 different schools. I'm saying the actor and actress. Uh, there were two dudes, so 50-50. Congratulations. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, I'm kidding. So when this girl asked if I was gay, what did you say? I said, No, he's not gay. Was she like shocked? She goes, "You sure?" He's bi. He likes them both. I go, Are "You sure?" I go, "He's definitely not gay. He gets that shit because of his voice and he's slight or whatever, and he's a, he's a nice guy. He's not a douchey guy." He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" She but, said, "Are you sure?" Then yeah. if you had an affliction she, shirt on, she, they would all she, know. She yeah. she, did, she did question me one further. She goes, you "Sure, he's not gay?" And I go, "Yeah, no way, he's gay. You sure?" Goes, no way. And she didn't ask again. She didn't go, "All right." She goes, "Oh, okay." 
And that was it? And that was it. Did she say... Wow, so wait... So you did see, she have any interest in me or But what? question no, number two... No? Question number two is always the kicker. Question number two... See, when they ask her, like, is your friend gay? And then you're like, no. If they believe it, like, if they're if they're kind of on the fence about it, they're like, oh, okay. But with that, that second question, wait, are you sure? It's one of those... I think he's hiding it, and you and just you don't, don't know. know. Are you sure you don't have it? So she's still, right now, if you're listening to this, I know you think he's still gay. I totally believe you. I gay. know you do. He's not gay. Wait, so, she, so you're like, do you like him at all? And she's like, no. He's a great kisser, but he's not gay. <laughs> what was that? I didn't hear what you said. I was, I was busy trying to be funny. His hands are fantastic when he tickles me, but he's absolutely not gay. But she wasn't into me. It did not seem so, no. Did not seem so. Okay. Did not seem so. So you're gonna be shot down without me even like doing anything or saying anything. Any woman that comes into our peripheral vision, like, do you want to fuck Eric now? Okay, Eric, it's over. But here's the thing, though. Do you or do you? Uh, up until I just brought this, sto- I didn't even, I didn't even talk to her, so I can't even say I was interested in her. Up until I brought this story up just now, though, mm-hmm. had you not known this piece of information, you would have been none the wiser. Everything would be fine. And had she said to me, like, yeah, he seems cool, he seems cute, whatever, and I could then feed you that information. Like, don't you see it as a useful tool? Like, if you're getting rejected, you'll never know, except for the fact that we have, like, a fucking radio show, so I'm talking about I'm it, it's kind of funny. But I'm just saying, I feel like if it was me and I was in that situation, that'd be great. If I had a friend that was smooth enough to, to breach that subject, then I wouldn't Because it's not like in high school. It's not like where I go, hey, do you like my friend? I'm chill about it, I'm smooth, and I'm good at talking to people. So I'm like, so what's going on? Hey, can I get a cigarette, whatever? So I was thinking about man in there, dude. Think you might be in love. No, I'm fucking with you. And they know the way it is that I am, so they kind of brush it off as like a ha-ha. But if they have something to say after that, based on the next statement they're going to make to me, I'll be able to gauge with my gift of perception what they think of you. So is he gay? Is me going, okay, she's fucking not into him. But if she was like... What? He's like, really funny. And then, then it's a it's a it's a glimpse. It's like it's like she cracked right. the door open to right. find out more. And then I go, I think he might be in love with you. No, he's not. Shut up. You know, and, and but I'm telling him I'm in love with him too. <laughs> right. It, it, right. It's a I wasn't even I wasn't into her. You were barely even talking. I know, but the point is I don't know what what you know what's gonna turn you on or what's not gonna you know what you're gonna like, what's not gonna like. I was just trying to I was trying to lay the groundwork. If she cracked the door open, he could have at least led you to the door and been like, "Hey, you want to walk in? Go nuts!" Like she, yeah. she might be interested. And then it's your decision. Honestly, I'm a lot more confident than I give off, and I'm actually surprised a lot more women aren't into me because I, <laughs> I really am because I have a fucking I have a good personality and I, I do know a lot of shit. and I'm a fucking great comedian, and it's like you I see these women hanging with these fucking douchey guys, and I'm I, like, oh, such as wow. myself. Yeah, but seriously though, no. Well, cool, but you know what awesome though? Guy. It's a great test of 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 women because when you talk to a woman. Everything they say always goes back to this. What do you look for in a guy? They're always like, he's got to make me laugh. He's got to be funny. I hope that's he has a sense that's of humor. Bullshit, by but way. no, that is but here's, bullshit. Here's, here's what they're really saying. Here's what I want. I want a 10 that's sitting at the bar that I look at, and I'm like, wow, he's really hot. I hope he's funny, too. And they go up and they hang out by him. They will not walk up to a three that's that's as funny as Eddie fucking Murphy on Raw and be like, you know what? I know he's funny. I'm going to go up and hang out with him. You don't give a crap about how funny he is until he's a seven or better. Let me tell you, Quasimodo had a great sense of humor. No pussy. He got no pussy. Women it, say that so they don't appear superficial because that's a male trait, but that is the complete 
fucking bullshit. They will not walk up to a five and be like, wow, he's really funny. I wish he was good looking, but I'm still totally going to flirt with him. They won't do it. They walk up to the nine and they're like, he's really hot. I hope he's funny too. Right. But women think different shit is funny. Like, you got to meet this guy. He's so funny. And then he'll just be like rude. And they'll be like, isn't that hysterical? And I'll be right. Like, oh. it's, it's, it's all, it's, it, you know. You can't. Oh no, you're absolutely right. You can't generalize because different people like. We, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when I've talked when when you guys were like, "Would you ever do stand up?" To me, and I was like, "I'm more of like a reaction guy. Like people can kind of lead in, and I seem to be able to have the ability to kind of say funny things based on what people say. Right. Like when I'm in an interaction in a conversation, people have said to me they think I'm really funny. That being said, I could never get on stage and do what you guys do because I don't have that ability to do that. It doesn't always translate, right? And but I think you could. And the but the th the thing is is that there are people that think I am the biggest, biggest asshole. Like they sit down and they're at a table and like I'm. They think you're a big asshole. Oh guy. god! I know a guy. Oh. That, I know a guy that weighs at least six hundred pounds who's an asshole. He's got to be bigger than you. I mean, <laughs> what are you weighing in? That? No, that's true. Hey yo! Yeah. Why do people like your asshole? Are you a because your your humor they don't because get the thing is is that I don't like I when I crack on people I I really need to know them like I, I crack on them and I'm hard like to the right, people right. that I know because it's it's funny and with us it's hilarious but if you walk in like a, a friend of mine's a black dude and we make black jokes constantly <laughs> damn that's what it is but we make we make black jokes between each other constantly and i know somebody for a fact that was around us for a couple hours and i made i, I cracked a black joke that we make all the time between us right. and the other people laughed and this girl was like he is such a dick i can't believe you put up with that how you your race worked so hard and blah 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 and totally thought i was like you know like i was leaving the kkk because i made a crack that we totally both laugh at constantly well i don't like people like that I I had an entire conversation outside of Icons um, the night of, it was two weeks ago after, after one of the comedy shows, and there were people out there, and it was a black guy and, and a couple white dudes, and they were all friends, we had a whole conversation about um, that pretty much that exact thing. Like, if I was saying something to like a black friend of mine, and I was either using a racial slur or making a joke or whatever, and you overheard it at the, at the table, like, you're not with us or whatever, do I get a pass for saying what I said based on the fact that I'm obviously with this black dude who's okay with it. So if I'm telling some like racist joke about whatever and the punchline is really racist and there's a table next to me that hears me say something, I'm saying let's pretend the end of the joke is like, like I just put out the N-word at the end of the joke. Uh, no, you're not well, going to pass. I don't, I, okay, but I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to make it ridiculous though because I don't know any jokes that end that way. But um, well, <laughs> Not that I would tell. But the point is, is that if that was like the punchline of the joke but I'm obviously affiliated with this black individual and he's laughing at it, you know, our Tyrone and Jamal go jump from the table and go, what the hell did you say? Like, I think you get a pass if you're with if you're with a black person. No, that's not Only true. if the black person actually defends it. Like, if the, if the, if the black person you're with sits like, there and like, cool. yo, man, calm down. Seriously, like, we, we're just cracking jokes. It's all good, man. And he tries to do it. But if you sit there and try the whole, I'm friends with black people defense, because essentially that's what your defense is. Right. If you stand up, well, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with black people. Like, it's cool. Like, I was sitting right here. That's what they don't do. <laughs> I got one with me. I keep them with me just so I can right. do it. But, but you're assuming that everybody 
if somebody's the same race, everybody's going to get is thinking and acting the exact same, which is stupid. It, different people get offended by different. But by, the, by the same token, dude, if I, if I, I could get offended by. But anything. why is he? Why is he in your conversation? But exactly. that's kind of the because and by the same token, that's how it is. And what and what if it, and what if the situations were? Because I've said things, you know, to uh, to fingers. I've said things or whatever, and people will be around me, and and they'll be like, you know, what the f- what the fuck, like white dudes, or whatever. They're not even black. And that pisses me off because if I have a friend who's in a wheelchair and I go, hey, look at your fucking chair, you asshole. Like someone could don't talk to him that way. Who the fuck are you? This is my friend. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I got a friend with cerebral palsy and there's someone in the bar that happens to have cerebral palsy, I'm making a cerebral palsy joke. I don't expect this guy to go, hey, you're being sensitive, you dick. I get a pass. I'm with one. Yeah, no, you don't get a pass. That's how I feel. That's how you feel, but that's not reality. You know what? If society was. was, I think if you were on stage and made made a crack, like it it, it was almost, you know. He tells me to. Stay away from from the race. I agree. I agree, and I disagree. Okay, I think it's funny. I got an entire. I mean, well, I'm not gonna. I think you know what? I think there's one. I think there's one way that you could actually do it. I think I think like stereo, like ethnic and racial stereotype jokes. I think those could be kind of funny if you present it as a stereotype. I'm 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 gonna go into this right now because this happened the other day, and I said I wasn't gonna say anything because I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I'm not a racist, but just follow me. Uh, the the uh, it's never good when you start out. That yeah, way. Just don't, don't say, do this. One. I was like, yeah, do this there's one. a big bad asterisk that's going on this, and I'm not even sure. Don't, don't do this one. No, but we, no, but we talked <laughs> but, about it, and I think this is a funny observation of something completely different. The fact that the, that the base root of what I'm talking about might be racist or sound racist, but here's the point: a lot of people have come up to me and saying the word "renege" wrong. In the last like four or five like days, I've heard like two girls and one dude say the word "renege," but they've been saying it "renege." Right, and they think that's how it's said. So, so I say to this girl at the bar, she goes, "Well, I'm not going to renege on my responsibility." And I go, "Renege? What the hell is what the hell is that?" And she goes, "You know, it means to take back. You know what you." I go, "No, that's renege." I'm like, "Reneging is like when you buy Timberlands again, or when you <laughs> you steal another car stereo." Oh, like, okay, but but in the, and, and Eric's laughing. He's trying to pretend he's not. I'm not laughing. Really in trouble. I'm not laughing. So, but the point no, is, I'm not laughing. is I feel like I'm that, not even touching that. I feel <laughs> like I feel like that's more Jesus. But here's the thing. I feel like that's more of a joke that is about someone mispronouncing a word and then what that mispronounced word sounds like and then making a joke about a stereotype about black people being criminals. It's not It's not the same as, but because you got that, you know, at the end of it, it's like, oh, that's terrible. But I don't think so. I'm just trying to be funny and comical. Do you think that's an over-the-line joke? I do. I do. Really? Yes. Because yes. you, know, you know who could tell that? <laughs> One of your black friends could tell that. It would be hilarious. <laughs> Then I'll give it to one of the black comics. I do think it's a funny bit. I think it is kind of funny, but I mean the thing is, is that it's 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 who's delivering the joke, not what the joke is. We talked about it before. I was asking about you know if you delivered his jokes, would it be funny? Well, it's the same type That's of not, thing. It's not fair. Chris Rock delivering that joke could not be fair. funny. Dane Cook delivering that joke, people would be in an uproar over it. George Lopez, eh, he might be able to get away with it. I don't know, but. Dane Cook could not deliver that joke. He just couldn't. I feel the same way about that other, the, the word niggardly, the, the, the word that means stingy or whatever. That, right. That word that that, 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 that uh, what's it called guy got in trouble, uh, the, 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 the fucking political guy. Like he said that and everyone was in an outrage or whatever. Right. It has nothing to do with, with the ratio. It's, I mean. But when you have the option to say other words. Right, but don't <laughs> give me yeah, that. You're throwing that one out of your right. brother's No, I've, I've Have you ever heard anyone ever say that in the right. universe? <laughs> no, well, no. I didn't even know it existed until that. fucking ten. Well, neither did I. But the point is, is don't get mad at me and say that I'm a racist asshole because you don't know what the fuck I mean. Like if I said phyloprogenitiveness, you wouldn't be like, fuck you, dick, because you don't know what it is. 
Like, no, but, sure but I know it. Like, I think you're making. I, I, I think you're trying to make I think these people, points, I, but I think you know better than what you're saying. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I thought agree you were you. like, it's not fair. I can't be like, I hate fucking Chinese people, and they like. No, but like, I can. And if he went up to icons no, and the front row was are full you, of black you, people, he would pull that joke. To know right. that it's not a sore subject for a white person to say anything racial is is extremely taboo. But not anything. I get minority to say something. I get away with spick and span. I'm saying spick in that joke. Ha, 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 because ha, that's ha, the ha. name of the product. Fine, whatever. That's the name of the product. Oh, okay, but but okay, I, but arguing his point then, if we're flipping it, he's talking about the word reneg. Like he, he's but and the and, mispronunciation and he's, of it, right? And you're kind of using the spick and span as a mispronunciation too. Is it the same? <laughs> he's so uncomfortable. It's not a product that he is. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm saying you, people are going to get offended. I agree. We, we can argue the validity. All yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Why, but why can I? I can bash it. First off, why? 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 Well, I, I want to say no. I want to say one more time so no one gets the the, the, the wrong impression. I'm not going to use the I have a black friend defense, okay? Because, because I actually because don't people, for whatever reason. I'll tell you why. But what I'm going to say is I am not a racist person by any means. But what I am going to say is I make jokes about everyone, and I can get away with calling out the Asians, the whites. The Italians, my own, you know, people or whatever. I can go after the Indians and whatever. But if I say at the tail end of that joke, where I go into the black section of that to just give them their comeuppance too, as part of the the ethnic pie, I know you are correct. On that part, they kind of get like make your point, and then I'm going to make a point. Then we'll then we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. Make your point because I got one I want to make too. The, what what is your point? What are you asking, mate? Why can't you that, do that that? That, that? that why do why do they get a get a pass? If something's funny, it's funny. If I'm saying something that's not funny, then I understand that it wouldn't matter. But if it's funny, I don't feel like it should be off limits because of the color of your skin. The, we we don't we don't want to be racist and we don't want to be different and we don't want to be bigots and we don't want to be treated different. We want to be able to do all the same things. Well, you know what? I'm gonna fucking joke about you the same way I joke about everybody else in my act. If I had no other racial jokes in my act and I just started attacking the Mexicans, here's or why. Just the, here's then why. I would feel like it's wrong. Here's why. Because white America and, and the history of it, when you do that joke in a mixed audience or if it's majority white, a majority of white people, they're going to look around and say, we cannot laugh at this because we're going to be racist because that's in their mindset. In people's mindset, racism is, is black people against white people. There's other minorities and other things. They don't count. But, but it's not that they don't count. It's that that is, that is the main issue. That is the main issue in, in our society. In our society, white people have treated black people like, like dirt, like less than human beings. So it's such a taboo subject. It's such a sore subject that if you're in an all-black audience, they're going to laugh and give you more leeway, I think. I, I can't speak for everybody. So I, didn't, like, I didn't survey everybody after the show. But you're saying you feel like that joke it's, – it's, 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 People aren't going to laugh at it in public because they're going to look like they're racist. Whether it goes over or doesn't go over well is almost irrelevant, but you think it has a better potential to go over better in like an all-black audience than, say, in an all-white audience. It ain't, it's go, not, it's not worth saying because you're going to offend people. Whether or not something's funny is, is negotiable. I can pull my dick out of my pants. It might be hysterical, but <laughs> is that appropriate to do on stage? To a Gallagher show, people would laugh. But and I, and to I might say, icons. I might say, oh, well, a stripper can show her boobs and nobody's mad, but I pull my dick out at Jimmy's fifth birthday party. It's a double standard. Well, you know what? It's not a gray area, dude. <laughs> so, no, but no, you know what? The, okay. Gallagher, the Gallagher thing makes a good point. The Gallagher you go see, sucks. You, you, go see, <laughs> you go see Gallagher, and he, and he smashes watermelons, and people crack up, and they think it's hilarious. I don't find. I never found Gallagher funny at all. I think it would be funnier if a black guy was smashing a watermelon. <laughs> Jeez, can, like, can, this this topic's making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't right. know if it's racist. I'm no, but, okay, let's wrap up, and we'll be back in a minute. All we'll right. come back in a minute. <laughs> I'm not a racist. I don't know why you guys are.
No, dude, nobody says they're racist. I see the KKK on, on Jerry Springer, and they're like, I'm not racist. We're not racist. We just want to see the advancement of our kind. <laughs> we like our kinds being held back. We have a lot of pride in our race, but I'm like, what? what? We are back for the second segment. We are back in time, in the words of the man, Huey Huey Lewis. So we are back, and uh, for the second segment, once again, as far as you guys are concerned, we never went anywhere, but I feel feel like I need to let you know. Otherwise, it'll just be like we're talking about something, and we're just talking about something else. (laughs) (laughs) We took a hiatus. We were were talking before about um, Eric and and his, uh, his singing. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you're going to really be able to hear this through the thing, but but I have that T-Pain app on my on my phone that changes your voice. And so we had Eric, uh, me and my girlfriend had Eric sing um, Bartender through the phone and record it. And this is what came out. And it's he has no idea what the song is. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. So, I'm terrified. I'm this, just throwing that out there right too. now. This is, th- this is what it sounds like here. He permanently needs an auto tune. I sound like Justin Bieber. That is the greatest thing. I want to buy an iPhone <laughs> just so I can have that. Just so you can have that song. You can you can download that on my. By iPhone. the way, did you guys hear about that? What? This is this is no bull. This is not a BS story. Um, someone got a hold of the i the iPhone 4G. Did you hear about this? The next generation iPhone. No. It's not going to be out until the holidays. Okay. Someone that works for the company or something? Someone that works... No, check this out. Someone who works for the company left a prototype in the 3G body and case and everything at a bar, and someone picked it up and realized Uh that it wasn't the regular iPhone because it had all these new bells and whistles on it and brought it to somebody they know who's a big tech geek, whatever, and opened it up and figured out it's the 4G that they put in that case. Right. They actually had a plastic case, like a protective covering case, that made it look like that phone, right. but it's actually not. You take the case off, it's actually like the 4G phone. So, And it works as operational? Like, right. It was totally working. Like they had, There are people that work for the company that had the prototypes to try them out, to make sure the cell reception works, try out the apps, try everything out. <laughs> this phone's not coming out for like six months or so, and this guy left one at a bar in California. How much is, is more that like shit? a big deal though? Like the, yeah, because they could steal. It's trade the, secrets. The new ideas. Now everything that the that the, that the new phone's gonna do, all your competition knows now. What what else what else could they possibly add to these phones? Well, only if that schmuck though like leaks the fucking the secret or whatever. Which, which, which he did on on a blog. Well, 
What else is on it? What else is left? Well, now, I'm not an iPhone guy. I'm pulling up the article now. I'm not an iPhone guy, so I don't know. Um, now, a lot of it is, is video. The phone looks a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit squarer. Mm-hmm. Here, you can take it and take a look at it. You guys can. Um, it's a little bit square. It's a little bit cooler. Um, a lot of people say it's it's a lot cooler to the hand, and it feels better when you're trying to hold it. It's it's a little bit smaller. Um, it's faster. It's uh, um, nice. And it, supposedly, it's got a lot of other bells and whistles that aren't like like cut and paste. I think is something you can't do on your phone that you can do on this or something. Or you can, you can cut and paste the text messages like section or whatever. I've, no, but I mean, can you cut and paste from the website and go website and put it in your text? I don't think so. I think that's what they're talking about with this. Like, you can do that. Now, what's new? Front-facing video chat camera. Oh, so you can do... Uh, okay. So it's it's not on the back, I guess, or you can look at it and you can see what's going on? Right. Um, a micro SIM instead of a standard SIM, so it's, 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 it's going to be compatible with the iPad now. Improved display. Um... It uh, it's got um a secondary microphone for noise cancellation. Ooh, um, split volume buttons. Wow. So I guess it's one button Who that's cares? connected to Look go up and down. Power mute and volume buttons are now metallic. I I agree with hit with Eric when he goes, "What what the hell else does there need to be in a phone?" There like, doesn't need to be shit, dude. Everything you buy is obsolete because a month later, like, "Oh my god, the new iPad!" You can it's the same shit. It's right. like, it's smaller and it's thinner. And I don't want to get. I mean, I guess Apple's made it easier because everything's on your computer, so it just transfers over to your new phone. But I don't know um, if I've even transferred all my shit from this phone to my to my like computer. Unless it does it automatically when I sync it up, because I'm not that technological either. But I don't sense, you know, I'm going to buy the new iPhone and then fucking we don't be like, ah, oh, shit, I lost all my ringtones, all my bullshit. Wow. And not only this, they actually found out who it was. They actually found the guy online, because basically Likers. they had people contact Apple. They had all these kind of things to be like, hey, you know, what's going on? And they tried to get the phone back from the person. They're like, you know, it's really important that we get that back. We'll give you a substantial reward, the whole thing. They tried to get it back. They found the guy that lost it. I'd have held it hostage for a million dollars. <laughs> they basically went to the, they basically paid off the restaurant where it was found or whatever that they called. They're like, if anybody calls, we want to know who they are, get their information, whatever, hook us up. They got this guy's information, put up his Facebook profile. He's an Apple engineer, all this kind of stuff they totally called wow. about. Yeah, could you imagine serious having a prototype of like probably arguably the most popular technology in America? I mean it is, I, I think. That's the yeah. only technological advancement anybody ever sees is these phones. Like that's the only thing they're improving. Like we still people are dropping dead from disease. Like, wait a minute, the phone. <laughs> you can go on Facebook on the phone. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Uh, what is up with these people? They're constantly on their phones. They're constantly on Facebook. Then you hang out with them, and they have absolutely nothing to talk about. Except, well, they not to you. And they know everything they want, about they, you. They want to tell the world through Facebook. But, but they don't they, have shit to say to you. But people Twitter everything they do. And, and, they, and they act like the Twitter is like a comedy routine. Yeah. But it's not funny. They're like... Could these hamburgers at Arby's be any worse? And they're like, 18 people like this. I'm like, what, what are you doing in that, your day? Yeah, but here's the thing. You're sitting at a bar, okay, and, and you've got your phone in your hand, and you're not talking to anybody around you. You're fucking posting something that happened. You're not telling your friends about it. You know, hot girl just walked in the bar. Well, tell me, motherfucker. Like, don't tell the world. The art of conversation is dead. Like, I have to dead. type things to you. I love Twitter. 
Do you? Love Weird. it. I'm mad because I don't have a Twitter. I don't tweet. But here's the thing about Twitter. You find out more things about famous people than anybody else. It's, it, it's well, if you're a star fucker, though, and you like all that shit, then fine. But I could give a goddamn what Cameron Diaz is doing this week. I don't give a shit. No, but I'm going to tell you. Like, for what example, you, one mean? of the most entertaining things on Twitter that I've, that I've sit there and like kind of noticed was last year during the last week of the football season and the first week, the first week of the playoffs when Chad Jones, Chad Ochocinco, and Darrell Revis were going against each other because these two were going back and forth on Twitter at each other. And if you follow people on Twitter, you see, like, interactions. Right. It was so goddamn entertaining watching these two talk shit back and forth to each other, having fun, being angry, calling them out. Like, this week, like, Sean Merriman and Chad Johnson are literally like, I'm going to effing kick your ass. Like, don't talk smack to me. You wait till we get on the field. Like, Sean Merriman's talking about he's going to beat the crap out of him. It's fantastic. Good like, luck. that, it's so entertaining. Sometimes they put up pictures and shit. There was one time, true story, Chad Johnson was like, I'm going to the movies tonight. I'm in Oklahoma or wherever he was. Right. He goes, I'm gonna be at he goes, I'm gonna be at this theater. First fifty people that show up and say hi to me, I'm buying their ticket. We're going to a movie together. Really? That's and they and cool. they, he was like, I'm at the IHOP in California on X Street. First ten people that show up, I'll buy them breakfast. We'll sit down and we'll chat. And he buys them breakfast. Well, and that, they all I sit mean, down and hang out. Yeah, but for famous shit, that's cool. But if you're just Joe Schmo and you're not, you know. Yeah, but if you have money, I mean, people are going to get free shit. They're not going. I mean, even if you don't like it. Well, yeah, but but I'm saying if you're, like I said, it's, it's to me, it's useful for that for that one for that one purpose. And anything and anything that's useful for one purpose, I think, is not useful. I feel that way about the iPad. Right. Like free I'm food. the same way. No, but like like here's another thing. I'm 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 big into MMA, mixed martial arts. I know a lot of I know it's kind of growing and it's not, but I'm really really into it. I'm actually gonna see my first live one in Vegas when I go in a couple months. Oh shit. And uh, and I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> But I'm going to the MMA fight in Vegas. I'm going to MMA. I'm, I'm going to MMA. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm gonna see people bust heads. I'm gonna get my pedicure, my manicure, my chest and back waxed. It's gonna be kick ass. Man. You're gonna get Manny Penny and go to the world has gone fucking crazy. Yeah. But I'm see, gonna get Manny to go to but so the thing is, is that a lot of news reporters of all different levels, real news. You know, Drudge Report, Huffington Post, um, celebrity news reporter, sports especially. It's really, really big in sports. That You're literally getting accounts right from the venue and pictures of what's going on as it's happening. So last Saturday at the – MMA is a growing sport. It's There's only one brand that's actually on free television. It was on CBS. This is a sport that's trying to get mainstream, somewhat like boxing is. It's, it's getting there. The popularity is getting bigger. Last Saturday at the end of the fight, this one guy came in, started a fight, big ruckus in the ring. Group basically went on this one guy and beat the crap out of him. It looked like a, it looked like a gang initiation. This is on national television. The announcers were completely unprofessional, being like, this happens all the time. And these are people that, that you know what I mean? Right. It, it, it was terrible for the sport as a whole. Watching this unfold, really? Is that the fans are turned off by the violence. No, the problem. Look at him beat that lady. No, you know what the problem was? Is that it's not mainstream. Like, there's a fight in baseball. You've got a hundred years of like history to kind of go about it. Right. People think of the ultimate fighting in MMA. What they used to think of. 15 years ago when it was like this little Asian karate guy against a 600-pound sumo guy, and they would see what was before, going on. Before they had weight divisions and right. that shit. and they would lock him in a cage, and let's see what happens when right. this happens. That's what people think. <laughs> lock, so, him, lock him in a cage, right. and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Who knows? Let's lock him in a cage, see what happens. So, 
It's trying to become mainstream. Sorry, we'll finish the thought because okay. that, that locked him in the cage and we'll see what happened just made me think of something. So, you know, being, being on free TV to allow everybody to not pay for it because fans will pay for pay-per-views. People that are curious that want to see what it's all about will watch it on CBS when it's on. So for this to happen is terrible. You know, it's good. It, it, you know, so it's really bad. But you go on Twitter, all the reporters are like, there's a big brawl. They're putting up pictures like, it's mayhem. This is not good. I can't believe he just said this. Oh, my God, I have the guy here right now. He just said this. This is what they just said in the ring. And you're not seeing it on TV, but you're following all these guys and fighters. They're like, I'm in the back. It's chaos out front. You're watching everybody update on Twitter, and it's all coming. And you're literally getting, like, live news reports right away. Sanjay Gupta, the, the head, the the. The, the medical correspondent for CNN right. was tweeting from Haiti and actually news news reporters were actually following him on this to get their updates for NBC, for ABC. He's literally sitting there. He goes, all doctors are leaving. I have to care for patients tonight all by myself because doctors are leaving them to die. That was one of his tweets. It was all over everywhere. What? I just don't give enough of a shit about other people's... I mean, it's just... Me I don't... I don't actually put stuff out as much as I get things from other people. What are celebrities tweeting that's so, like... Some of it's bullshit. The like, free food I could see. Yeah, like, Kumo D could hey, be a Wendy. I'll give you guys one. Porn stars put up shit what they're doing on themselves all the time, including pictures. I'd be into that. I could they put that. pictures of themselves diddling themselves in their bedroom in the morning, like, constantly. Really? Hmm. Just swear to God, they'll take their iPhone and just be like, "This is how I'm waking up," and you'll see their hand on top of their JJ. Like, <laughs> maybe we should get like, on Twitter. Like, fuck privacy. I'm gonna do that. I'm like, I'm masturbating. I but you know what? G- given what the word Twitter sounds like, I feel like they're using it properly. The Twitter. Because Twitter kind of sounds like you know you're you know. I think in yeah. the future nobody's even gonna talk. I'm like, hey Chris, what's going on? Tweet me. Tweet me. You're I'm not. Busy. You're not even gonna say that. It'll literally be. Boop, 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 tweet. Chris is not talking to me. <laughs> Well, tweeted me. We're not friends anymore. Chris just pulled up an article. It says, Lion mutilates 42 midgets in Cambodian ring fight. Yeah, because you said about being in a cage. Now, yeah. this is kind of unfair, and I feel like I'm stealing something, because on the Ricky Gervais show on HBO, they actually talked about, about this as, as well, but the thing that you said about being locked in a cage. So well, At least we're stealing something good. This, yes. Yeah, so I'm stealing something useful. Um, okay, so basically, <laughs> spectators cheered as an entire Cambodian <laughs> midget fighting league squared off against African Lion. The long and the short of this story is that what? there was this midget wrestling um, like group or whatever, Cambodian midget, you know, whatever the hell they were, and the, the promoter said that he would put his 42 midgets against anyone, man or beast. So somebody... Man or beast. Man or beast. So someone called him out I'll on it. I'll feed him to anything <laughs> right. as long as you buy tickets. So so somebody, you know, called him on it and said, "Okay, we'll put you up against this African lion." So these forty-two midgets go in the the ring or whatever, like in Roman times in a coliseum Are or some shit, me? and fight this lion. The end result, and I forty-two of them, forty-two of them against this one lion. The end result, it said here, the fight was slated when an angry fan contested Yang Shiamoni, president of the CMFL, so I guess that's the Cambodian Midget Fighting League. Okay, that's what it's Of course it is! Uh, what, what else is it, Chris? That's what it's called. Claim that one lion could defeat his entire league of 42 fighters. And he took great pride in his league, and he was like, absolutely not, whatever. So, so they did this. At the end of it all, I got I, I, I got a look. So so give me your thoughts while I look for this on on what I've said so far. On these forty two minutes taking on a lion. 
I, I, do you really? I mean, what I want to know is let's. I want to put the what's the over under on how many midgets were eaten or, or, or are dead now? If we're talking forty two, are at least twenty one of them dead? Okay, hold on. Okay, you're fighting a lion. This will be a fun game to play. No, fighting. I've, I've, I've got the numbers now. Okay? How do you sell tickets to that? First off, like you would need a ticket? I'd go for free. I would I would, I would totally pay to see that. 42 midgets. Against, I would buy a $50 pay-per-view to watch 42 midgets fight a lion. Now, Are there previews before this? Now, guys? listen. Now, listen to this. Listen to this shit. Okay? The campaign... Blah, blah, blah. The Cambodian government allowed the fight to take place under the condition... That they receive 50% commission on each ticket sold. <laughs> <laughs> Those greedy fuckers. I love it. You're the Cambodian government. You're also allowed to, like, kill people for no reason. Okay, what, the, the over under. Okay, first off. We get, how, we get 50% of hot dog sales. How long do you think the fight lasted? Uh, Th- throw your best guess is out it a, Was it really a fight? Or was Four it minutes. Un- until they were, like, done with whatever they were doing. Four minutes, because I guarantee you, half of them ran out. But when, like, five of them died, like, like 20 of them ran out, and f- a couple others thought they were badass and tried to do it. Okay. I'm saying 15 dead. I don't th- even think th- it would last four minutes. minutes. The, fight was, the fight was called after 12 minutes. The fight? They were whatever the fuck you want to call it. The massacre. 12 minutes in, in, in the ring with this lion, these poor little guys. Uh, ha- now, of the 42, how many would you say uh, died? 20. What do you say? I say, I don't know, 10? 28. Oh, my God. 28 were declared dead. And of the midget fighting So 16 league. survived. No, f- 14 sustained oh, uh, severe injuries. So no one got out unscathed, okay? You're like a fucking jungle lion after 42 people. Severe injuries, including broken bones and lost limbs, rendering them unable to fight back. What was the game plan going into this fight? Do, yeah, okay. do you think they had a meeting? Like, we have a meeting for Relay for Life. Like, I'm walking in that American campsite. Anything. <laughs> we, we have a meeting to game plan how we're going to walk for 12 hours straight. Do you think they sat down and were like, all right, guys, how are we going to fight the lion? <laughs> Dude, I could kill Oh, they have a strategy. Hey, you're edges. kidding me. Well, no, no, no. They have a, st- <laughs> a strategy. Kill the lion. <laughs> kill the lion. Kill the lion. Kill the lion. I think we should kill him. He should eat you first. And then the other 41 should jump on him and beat him up. Well, this, this is ridiculous. Were they dressed like chicken nuggets? Is the mayor of the Munchkin City going to watch as well? Did they, did they jump in barbecue sauce and then throw them into the pit? So like, they they're Cambodian McNuggets. Basically, Shiamoni, the promoter or whatever, he was quoted before the fight stating that he felt, since his fighters outnumbered the lion 42 to 1, that they could outwit and outmuscle it. Unfortunately, he was wrong. <laughs> That's what it's They're going to outwit the lion. It's not a battle of wits. It's a fucking lion. Yeah. They're playing chess. <laughs> The fucking lion. <laughs> We're going to outwit the lion. It's not praise. It's broad. It's, and the PETA people probably said this was fucked up to the lion. Where are the PETA people? If he, if he takes my rook, I'm going to take his knife. It's a lion. It's a fucking fight with a lion. Can you imagine the look on their face? Like, like what was the pump-up speech in the locker room? Like, oh, we got to do it? Yeah. They get to at least the lion. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the lion just ate Fred. Let's get the fuck out of here. Did they let him out or are they locked in the ring? Were the, was the crowd cheering or was the crowd like, Jesus Christ? <laughs> it was like, I don't know. It, I, would, I would pay to see Did it. they sell t-shirts of like dead midgets saying like 2010 lion Was there like a bracket and a lion in the middle? And like, oh Did they have like God. a giant foam finger? 
that has like a big oh bite out my of it. God. Did they take odds of like who's the favorite to live? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Not the favorite to win, the favorite to survive. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I think it was fixed. I think it was fixed. Like, were there odds? Was, is there like a Floyd Mayweather of Cambodian <laughs> midgets that was actually going to win this thing? Don you know? King was like, look, I got a lot of money on this, so you better be eaten by the lion. I can think of 42 people I'd throw in with a mountain lion midget or otherwise. Dude, there were 40, 42 adults couldn't take on a fucking lion. I'd kill it myself. I would, too. After it ate the first, like, 20... He'd kill it with comedy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they couldn't, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, if, if Eric was fighting, there'd be 41 people, and he'd be there with a notebook writing down bits from what he's watching. I'd have a machine gun and shoot the lot. <laughs> oh, my God. He'd sneak in a machine no, gun. Bare, bare, bare hands. Oh, it's a bare hand fight. They don't even have weapons? Four, four ounce gloves. <laughs> we're going to outwit the lion. Did they even have a plan? They were playing uh, They were playing Mastermind. That how are they going to kill the lion? Like, gouge its eyes out? Like, where were they gonna... Do you know how much a lion weighs? Well, see, that's the other thing. I, so, I, in a situation like that, I guess to defeat the lion, you'd have to kill it. Like, that's how you win the fight. It's not just like you, you, you're not going to knock him out. And the lion's <laughs> like, ah, uh, one, two, three, uh, I guess it's over. And the lion's going to get up and shake your hand. And go, I bet if they were like match. circus midgets that do like tricks and fly and all that kind of stuff, I bet they would have done better. <laughs> they fly? They would have done like They're things where they them. Yeah. I, I bet you they were leprechauns, and they would have been. <laughs> if they were dwarves, I bet they could have. Dude, these are just regular midgets, not magic. Dwarves. You know what? I wonder. I wonder what people like. Uh, I wonder who the hell's idea. I, I don't know. It's, I wonder how this got. If, if oh my god. I wonder what Warwick Davis thinks about this. <laughs> Do you guys know who Warwick Davis is? No, oh, but I'm gonna look it up right now. He's Willow. War, 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 he plays the leprechaun. Warwick Davis is the midget actor. If there's a movie that needs a midget, War, like Vernon Troyer must fucking hate Warwick Davis because they cause he's like the he's like the next famous famous assist, the next most. Oh, famous. see, I think it's somebody else. He's who's more the, famous. Who's the guy that goes into all the? Who's the guy that is the uh, who's in all the comedies now? There, there's two of them. There's one. Vernon Troyer is the one that's in like Mini Me. Is that you talking about the black one? No, 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 no. No, there's another one, and he's got a beard a lot of the time. Oh, you know what I love? Yeah, I was on Seinfeld. Mickey on Seinfeld. Yeah, right? that guy. Him. And then there's one more. There's this one guy that's been in. He was on Rescue Me. He was on. Um, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, how many actors are there? Like, in the you can't name them all, but you can pretty much be like any midget actor. You've, you, if you saw his face, you'd be like, yeah, I've seen him. There's only like six of right. them that work. You're right. There's not a plethora of midget actors. Right, but, but you think they were pissed when they found out, like in Lord of the Rings, that were they were using like real people. Really? Like, God damn it! This was all for shining moments. <laughs> they auditioned like somebody just don't think you fit the part. I'm a fucking dwarf. <laughs> and I'm Sean Austin can kiss my ass. I'm a fucking dwarf, and I'm playing a fucking dwarf. You don't understand. The... I am a hobbit. <laughs> wow. My name happens to be Bilbo Baggins, and my brother's name is Frodo. I was born for this. How do I not? I swear to God, I, I knew that kid was gonna get it. He's so much prettier than I am. Do you think if a midget rides the metro and he has to pay with those like gold coins <laughs> that the guy's like, what? I think I just saw a fucking leprechaun. <laughs> Can I ride the train? Can I live forever? <laughs> Can I have a pony? And if you want to narrow it down even farther, you've got him because he's the only well, he's the only yeah, black midget. Tony Tony Cox, yeah, the guy from uh, me, myself, and Irene, and Bad right. Santa. Where... That guy's huge. But here's the thing, okay? So, it, what was I saying? 
I was I talking about the black uh, midgets. I, no, I, 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 <laughs> black midgets. Oh, how can I forget that? That's comedy. No, but War, so Warwick <laughs> Warwick Davis is like the number one like midget like actor right. like ever. So I used to have this like image of it, like <laughs> well, they get an award. No, I'm say, I'm, what, I'm say, what I'm saying is, is and the award for best midgets <laughs> goes through. He's it would be him in five <laughs> roles from that year, and he would just the, the suspense would be what role he won for. Kanye West would grab a statue and be like Beyonce. But the best. The Brian Cox is the best midget ever. Tony, Tony Cox is the best midget. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be quick. I'm gonna let you have your time. I'll be quick. But I tell you, Tony Cox is the greatest of all time. Right. That's exactly what's gonna happen. But here's the thing. So, War- so I was thinking about Vernon Schwarzer because he's a pretty famous midget now, um, with you know Mike Myers and the and the mini me and all that kind of stuff. But prior to 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 that breakthrough, you know, for him, he must have hated Warwick because Warwick's the most like you said. He was Willow. Warwick he was in Warwick. all the 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 Leprechaun movies. He was uh, the the and here's and here's the best part. Okay, in in Star Wars, he's he's one of the fucking Ewoks. He's like the main e or Ewok. He, he's, he, but you know what's funny about Vern Troyer? Yeah, but, wait, wait, Vern Troyer, okay, go ahead. But, but they're in, the Ewoks, they're in suits. It could be anyone in that fucking thing. He still landed the lead job in the bear suit. Do you, do you want to know something? He's the lead Ewok. Do you want to know something? If you're a midget, you get free Munchkin's Donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> seriously. Fuck you. Yeah, I, seriously. That's a bit. No, I'm serious. I'm going to look it up. If you walk in and you're under 4'11", you get a free 20-piece Munchkin's. Because the owner's daughter was a midget, and she got made fun of so much. That <laughs> he's, he's fucking with me. I'm fucking with he's you. Full of shit. I'm totally looking it up. Gatch is looking the shit up. I'm like, I'm going to call it out right now. If you have a small penis, they give you a free bear claw. Oh, <laughs> I'd go every day. Is that why you have a big pile of bear claws? That's yeah. why so that's a week's worth of bear claws. Yeah, so, how, so bad. So for me. how much? I've got Ver- a dozen. So coming up though, how much does Vernon Troyer? Because you know, he's, he's like a mini midget too. Like he's, he's really time. diminutive. But if anybody needed a, a, a midget, like we need a midget for that, get Warwick on the phone. And Vernon's like, "Fuck, man." Lord knows he's available. It's not like there's so many roles, you know. Do you think he had a bit like a big ego? But like, do you think I'm he a leprechaun? Bring me some. Yeah, probably when he got cast as Mini Me, Vernon Troy, he was like, "Bullshit, Mike Myers. You know what the fuck? This is my town. This is my." But I got a question. Do you think like he was pissed? Do you think like midget actors everywhere were pissed when like the full size actors got the leads in like Lord of the Rings? I think so. so, I mean, that it's really made for them, and they literally took like three known actors and just made them small. Like, is that an insult to midget actors worldwide that they couldn't find three that were skilled enough to carry these three movies? That's like me getting a role as like Biggie Small. But you like al- it doesn't but then this is not an, a knock at the midgets, but you also need them to do things that midgets aren't built to do. Like midgets aren't very, you know, stretchy. They can't jump and roll really you know what I'm saying? Like they need right. to be able to do normal you don't know size. Doris. The, what? The midget I fucked. She was very You're attractive. so foolish. Did you fucking mention? Oh, God, please tell me you fucking mid- No fact, chance. As a matter of fact, just lie and say you did. Cause I made great. love to a midget. No, you did not. I called an escort service, and they're like, it's $200. Okay, and I said, I only have $100. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, wow. Yeah, they have price. Wow. Well, full price for a midget. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a discount? We'll send you door. Midgets get shit on so much. You know what, midgets? In well, the, they're the perfect height. In the <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into that one. You opened that door I'm taking for me. that. I'm, that's yeah. fine. I'm taking that. You know why midgets get shit on all the time? because of the perfect No, height. I want that great joke. No, that's midgets. good. That's a good joke. I don't mind yet. Let me tell you something, man. Midgets have become, for comics, I feel that midgets have become like the new um, airline food. Like, it's gonna be, every, every comic that I know has got some bit about midgets. You don't. 
yet. But you I do have come. a midget joke. Oh, you do have a midget yes. joke? Okay, every, everyone does. You have it on my midget joke? No, what's your midget joke? Well, it's, it's politically incorrect to call them midgets. Did you know that? Sure. That's why it's not called midgets on TLC. It's called little people. Well, you have, okay. to, call them, you have to call them little people, but I'm like, that's almost more degrading. Because you're saying, like, they're not even real people. They're little people. I'm like, why, why don't we call them giant babies? <laughs> why don't we up the ante? But are they really people? You know, human, yes. People, I just somehow I can't take you seriously as a person if I can carry you effortlessly in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. Wow. Midget. Wow. I'm gonna have a you think you think that if they, if they actually dated, do you think of like a full size person actually dated a midget? And I'm sure I know it happens, but I mean, because there used to be one, and you might know this, that used to come to used to hang out in Fairfax all the time. Used to do the whole karaoke rounds, and she used to hang out with like a bunch of cute girls and whatever. And she just happened to be a little person, and she was totally out there, dude. She could have hooked up. You, people would have hooked up with her. Like she was totally out. She would slut it up a little bit. I I, I, I would actually kind of like to. Uh... You never see to midgets. get with a midget because I've never um. I open for a midget. I've never like done that, and I think that'd be interesting. Her, Herbie, Herbie Gill has. I a, opened so, for a midget in Marco Island, and he got laid and not me. Her, Herbie Gill has has a great uh, bit about about midgets, and and I hope you don't mind me throwing this out there in the world. But he he says something basically to the effect of that if he sees one midget somewhere, he's like cool. But if he sees two midgets somewhere, he immediately thinks there's like a hundred of them, <laughs> and it freaks him out. And right. so, and I kind of feel that way too. Because, like, if I see one, I'm like, whatever. But if I see, I really think there's, like, a party, and they're all, like, going to, you know, try to storm the castle and attack me, maybe it's just all the freaking Tucker thing. Max has got a whole, I, I don't know if you guys have ever read the book or, you know, heard about the movie or whatever. I've um, heard of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he, he has a whole chapter. Like, the whole book is essentially based on, like, shit that he's done in his life, and he just doesn't hold back. And he's like, you know what? I'm a dick. I'm a womanizer. I, that, that's just me. So I'm just going to tell these stories. And he just tells what's happened to him about how the first time he tried anal. She basically had diarrhea, and it went all over everywhere, and it was terrible. And then... Yum. Yeah, and then he talks about how he went, how he literally, his a dream of his was to bag a midget, so his friends were staying in Arizona or something, like, you're not going to believe there's a midget convention here, so he literally walked out of work, got a plane from New York, got on, and went to the midget convention, and attempted to get laid at the midget convention, and did. Like, he goes into the whole story, he literally... Did he do this just to write the book, or did he do this stuff, and, like, they were like, you should write this book? No, story. he was, he's like a trust fund baby, so he, he could do stupid <laughs> shit, like, right. So then he got to, he got to the point that he was like you know what dude i should totally write up like people like you should write a book about the shit you've done and he's like you know what i'm gonna and he did and it's this hugely popular it's called i hope they serve beer in hell yeah and uh and it's a hugely popular book and they made the movie out of it which i never saw i kind of wanted to but i heard the movie wasn't that good yeah i heard the book was really good but um but i mean i know girls that read the book i know more girls that have read the book than guys i do too my ex-girlfriend alicia loved the book i I feel i feel bad because i've been looking something up so i was completely tuned out so i don't know if this is off topic or not are we still talking about midgets or are we sure we're talking yeah were we yeah I, we yeah. can talk about midgets all fucking day. I know you, uh, Chris's face lit up. Ba- ba- I think you love midgets. Have you have you seen the um the show on TLC? That's the chocolate, like the midgets that make the chocolate. Is it Little People? Huh? Well, it, is it, it called it, Little it's People? It's not Little People. No, it's it's another show. I'm trying to find what the hell the title is. I can't find it. What is and, it? Half Cake Boss and Half Little People? It's exactly. like exactly. It's like it's it's called like Little Chocolate Makers or some shit. <laughs> so so they already have they are. I sh- is it called Willy Wonka? So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They already have the stereotype of like they work in candy factory. They they make fucking chocolate. And I'm trying to find the clip because I was watching on Little Chocolatiers. Little Chocolatiers. Okay. 
Like a little, little TLC will do anything. Yeah, li- it's like hoarders and this. Like they just little let chocolatier. Li- yeah, little chocolatiers. You know what it is? Little chocolatiers because they're so sad. They're this so is what their sad. lives reduced to. No, okay. So it's called little chocolatiers. I'm trying to find the clip on on YouTube if I can find it. Where this guy, I don't want to ruin it if I can find it, but he says something that is so because I guess because uh, the the word midget is kind of the equivalent of like the N word to midgets or whatever. So this guy says something. And it, it was so incredibly insensitive and, and funny, but I, 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 God, I don't want to say it. I want to see if I can find it. Talk amongst yourselves while I, while I look for this. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to actually look it up, too. I actually went to the, to the TLC because a lot of times I'll have clips and stuff like that, <laughs> but um, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not, I, but see, seriously, though, have you guys, I mean, the, the stuff that they put on TV now to fill TV time, that's uh, actually, that's uh, actually, but see, I'm not fascinated about the crap, because crap is crap regardless. Right. I'm fascinated by the shit that catches on, like ice road truckers and that's the cool, deadliest, though. but see, that's the thing. Who actually sat, sits down in a meeting and goes, let's do a TV show about four people who drive across a frozen lake with a truck for the entire Arctic winter, and let's do a little fun thing where we keep track of how much they've done and who technically wins. And and why can't you just go around? Why do and you go over the lake? Because it's the shortest way, it and it's the safest take way. Take a little more time. That's go the safest the way, the frozen lake? Well, yeah, that's the only way that these people can get. that. The, the, it's actually the only way that they can get supplies is for the four-month period that this lake is, is so frozen that these trucks can literally drive right across. That's the only way that they can get it. And you can make a show out of literally fucking anything. Anyway. Have you seen Hoarders? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. They've got a lot of stuff. Oh, They've got my. Stuff. They've got a lot of shit. It is terrifying to me that people like this exist. Uh, my uncle's a hoarder. Legitimately. Yeah. Like that. Like on the show. Pretty bad. Wow. In all seriousness. Yeah. I'm sorry, Eric. I, I, like, don't, I don't live with him. No, but I mean, have you did, have you like gone to his house? I knew and, someone who was and kind of been down. like, "Hey, let's have Easter dinner," and you have to like navigate through all the boxes. He locked me in the basement. He was trying to hoard me. Oh my god! <laughs> and I said, "I gotta go." That was the worst joke ever. Please edit that. Yeah. Oh my god! Wait, well, before we get into the hoards, I think I may have found the. They have the, a show the, called the, Hollywood. Cheap. I think I may have found the clip. Hang on. What is it? The clip of this. Really? Well, no, I think there's. I think someone just put this over the top of the video, and they're just. That's right. terrible. People are cruel. Well, it's not. It's not that terrible. I do a joke with the little bit song in it. I think. I think it's very clever. That anyway, didn't work. What sick fuck is making right, this? It didn't work. But, but so, so what the guy said basically is he walks into the shop and the mid is behind the little people are behind the counter. And he says to them, in all seriousness, he goes, I really think it's great that you little midgets can... I think it's really great that you midgets can make chocolate, is what he said. And they looked at him like, the fuck? Like, it was so condescending. He's like, no, I think it's really great that you midgets can make chocolate. And it Why was, is that great? It, it, I don't know. He was basically saying, like, you guys can't do anything. I think it's great that you're being... Pretty. It was basically a knock. It would be like saying that, you know, a black person, I think it's great that you have a job. Like, a condescending. Like, he meant it as a compliment, but he was being condescending. Right. You know? So I think it's really great that you midgets make chocolate for a living. And he kind of smirked, and they were like, what the fuck? Dude almost kicked his ass. I wish to God, I wish to God I could find that clip. It was amazing. <laughs> Save for next week. Did you guys like Leprechaun? <laughs> like, what would you say about midgets? <laughs> but you were talking about Hoarders and, and the... That show is terrifying to me. Hmm? 
Like, like this is the concept of it, and that people like live like that and exist like that. Throw shit away, man. The best show is Celebrity Ghost Stories because they have Tom Arnold, and he's like three sheets to the wind. He's like, I see the ghost. Like the only ghost is your career. <laughs> I saw a ghost Roseanne, and me was smoking crack, and I saw Abe Lincoln. Like celebrity rehab. Like they have so many great shows. Like there, there's some great stuff, man. People will watch almost pretty anything. on the mark. Actually. <laughs> So I got a question. Do you, have you watched VH1 Sober House, like the celebrity Sober House? Does it relate anything to like what you're going through? It's exactly the same thing. Really? Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Except Drama queens famous. run rampant, except they're famous. That's the only difference. That's pretty much. Mm. It's not hammed up for the camera. Like People always fuck in rehab. It's called rehab romance, and it always happens. Constantly. Constantly. And it means nothing to any party. It's just you're there. You realize that we're kind of stuck here or we need, we can't go anywhere right Eric now. So let's just have sex. Loves rehab. He's like, yeah, he's, he lies. Every like two months, he's like, I'm back on the sauce. <laughs> I love this house. Throw me in. I've been there. to rehab four times. Have and, you really? Oh, yeah. And uh, rehab romance is rampant. People are fucking. People are using. People are in meetings and they're fucking nodding out. Eyes are glassy. I've been sober for three years. The fucking whiskey falls out of their coat. <laughs> That's actually happened. A guy do was, you get kicked out if you get caught having sex and all that? Or are they just like, you need to stop doing this and just leave you alone? It depends. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like in prison where you see two dudes fucking and you're just like, well, they're fucking. Uh. The amount of money you're paying to go to this rehab, you can uh, pretty much do whatever they you might want ke- to They might keep you. If your insurance is good, I can like fucking... Be called teabag. They I, kick out the court-ordered rehabbers. Yeah. <laughs> the ones Get out of here. You have to be but here. This guy can teabag the orderly. Because the one place know. I was at on 4th of July, like, everyone relapsed. Like, it, for one person to go out is, is not that uncommon, but for, like, ten people to be like, let's all fucking get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody said they were uh, molested. It, it was, it was they a ba- debacle. They band together. Dude, I was sleeping. My, my, my friend Julius was sharing a room with this guy. And uh, the guy would be in the meetings. He'd be like, I keep having nightmares that I'm killing somebody and I'm strangling them to death. And my friend Julius was like, he's going to fucking kill me in his sleep. You know, go ahead. Was there more to that? Well, the other guy was smoking crack in the bathroom, so he'd cover up the smell with hairspray. So at three in the morning, he'd use our bathroom and he'd been there for like two hours and he'd spray like two cans of Aquanet. Like, <laughs> Shit, then he'd come out, his eyes would be all bugged. And then he'd I'm pretend- doing my hair! I'm doing my hair! Doesn't my hair look fabulous? But he'd be, all, he'd be all keyed up, and then like you'd go into his room and he'd pretend to be sleeping, but he'd be like... It's like if you had eight cups of coffee and pretend to be sleeping, he'd be like... <laughs> it was around. ridiculous. I have so many rehab stories. I, you know what I think? We're talking about these shitty reality shows, though, that people would watch. And it's a terrible thing, because you never want anyone to do it, but alcoholics are so out of control. And oh, if yeah. you could get like people that were like six, seven months sober, whatever, put them in a house... And make them drink, or whatever. Like if you got like six alcoholics that that, that volunteered to do that, that would be a kick-ass. No, show. It I'd watch that. It would be real. It would be like so lame. Well, they'd be fighting. They'd be falling down. They'd be doing stupid shit. They'd no, be... it'd be it'd be it, it wouldn't be like you'd think. They'd be like asleep. I thought you said everyone was fucking and going crazy. That's when they're sober. Oh, when people are using, they sit in a room. They by don't themselves. need all of that anymore. When when uh. when you're when you're sober and you you need you need the the other outlet that you just gave up. Uh. Dude, everybody in AA and NA is fucking each other. It's like the thing. Except you. I I hooked, I hooked up with three women. I went. He's to like, I'm them. breaking. Really? I'm breaking I the am. mold. I went to the, I went with this girl who cut herself with fucking scissors, and she started crying halfway through the date. And I was like, Do you want to go home? And she's like, I have to get electroshock therapy tomorrow. 
I was like, oh, she's a Come winner. on. I wouldn't doubt uh, that. That, I'm that, serious. that I would believe. I'm serious. She was maybe that's why he has so much trouble meeting women, because the ones he goes after are just... Cut themselves and need electroshock therapy. Well, when you don't drink, when you don't do drugs, when you don't have a car... There has to be something, house, yeah. It's really hard to meet people. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know that is true, though, because as an adult, I mean, a lot of times you usually try to go somewhere where there's alcohol involved or, or something like that. So I guess, you know, hey, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. I, you know, it doesn't really go over that well. That's how you got to meet people at AA. Chuck E. Cheese is fun. Well, well, severe Chuck E. Cheese, so you can't go there. Uh, yeah, but that's true, though, because it's like, you know, it's like being a single parent. You want to almost meet a single parent because they understand what you're going through. So when you meet somebody who's an AA or an A or something like that, they understand what you're going through, so it's it, you have that in common. But you've told me. But you it say- sucks because they have to talk to their sponsor about, like, if they can give you a hand job. But, like, i got to wait till I have six months before we can fuck, and you're like, oh, my God. You, you told me, though, you, you just said, like, they can't go to Chuck E. Cheese because there's beer there. It might be a trick. But, but I mean, you have pretty much said to me that when you walk into a, a bar or whatever to do comedy or wherever you are, that you don't feel the need to drink. Like, you don't feel like being in, in the bar is, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the danger zone. Like, you know what I'm saying? So It's different for different people, though. Different people have different triggers. It's I, not a good idea. If you were addicted to crack, like, you could probably go to a crack house and not smoke, but it, would you hang out there every day? No. I don't have a choice because I'm a comedian. But right. it doesn't bother me being in a bar, but it does bother some people. When's the last time you had an urge to have a drink but did not? To have a drink. <laughs> that's, good that he's, that's good that he's got to think about it, though. He's like, after icons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I get done being in the car with you and you drive me home. I get urges, but they pass. It's kind of like if you quit smoking, you get an urge. Right, so, I'm saying, so the last time that happened, however little or whatever, like, ah, I could go for a drink. What are you talking about? Oh, now? a couple times a day, every day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about the last time we were like, I'm getting a fucking drink. Fuck it. Fuck this sober shit. I'm getting one. Uh, a little while ago. Hmm. Uh, not, not since I really, not since I have a little over five months sober. Well, good for you. Right? So I, after that it was, uh, no, I haven't really craved it since then. Well, that's good. But uh, I go to meetings a lot. It's, you don't crave drinking. You just get bored. And you're like, oh, I want to fucking do something. That's why I'm here. That's why To you're entertain here. you. To entertain you. But like, I, you know. Then he's going to have to go to Colossi Anonymous because he's going to get addicted to you. He's already addicted to me. I'm so addicted to... We went to see another movie. We saw Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. And it was fucking Kick-Ass. It was Kick-Ass. <laughs> it was awesome. That little chick... Let's talk wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Did I just hear two people say that the movie Kick-Ass was good? Yeah. It was good in, in a different way. It was he, awesome. He liked it a lot. I'm a little more judgmental, but I'm telling you right now, that, that girl... Good. Did you see Kick-Ass? No, I wouldn't... Uh, you, you, you could kill my firstborn child if I had one instead of go see that movie. That girl's the, 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 the little girl, the hit girl, whatever she grows and plays. The right. little kid. She, she's the movie. She's the badass. Yeah, but, but and, and she gives a great performance. No, but not. it would never happen. Like it's too over the top. Let me tell you something though. When, and and that was what we were talking about. When you watch the film and you watch her beat the fuck out of everyone, it doesn't look ridiculous. How because can that not be? It's it's an over the top movie. It's an over the top crazy but, movie. See, I'm cool with that. Like we were talking about Machete last week. I know that's going to be over the top. I know that's going to be crazy. But that has a sense of realism because he's a crazy tattooed, big, beefed up ass, nutso Mexican federale. Right, but the point, what a six year old that puts on her pajamas with a mask and goes out and gets a big yakuza. You gotta see it. But it it is more believable than you than you think. Yeah. Because they they go through like however she was trained or or, or whatever from a young. Age just not to give you a backstory. It's a fun movie. And it's not when, a real and when she's beating the shit out of people, 
It's not, she never gets in like a one-on-one fist fight with any of these guys. She uses a lot of guns and weapons, which if you were trained to do that, you know, she's 13 years old, potentially she could do... It's not... She's 13 not, in the movie? Like, or yeah, she's so older? She's like 13, 12 or 13. Actually, if you had a 12-year-old girl with two guns and she went to this mob right. place, you could probably infiltrate it because... She just comes out blasting. Right. And they're not expecting And if you're trained... If you well, I was just going to say, my first impression was that she was like six in the movie. She's no. 12. And, and if you're trained from, you know, from birth of how to be a marksman and shoot, you know what I'm saying? It's not like she's arm wrestling these fuckers. She comes in, she shoots some people, she slides around, oh, she's throws badass, a knife, dude. this and that. girl's badass. And it, it was very, um, it was cool. very believable. And she's the whole movie, dude. She's, she was great. It got that, 77, that I've, it got I've 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've, I've, that I've heard from everybody, both good and bad, that she's the entire movie. People have been like, it's so unrealistic and this chick's the entire movie. It's pathetic. It's so, it's too over the top for me. And then other people said, it's awesome because she, they, they say that, but they're, the one thing that nobody has questioned whether they like the movie or not is that she is the she, focal she point makes, of that movie. She makes the she, film. She's not in it necessarily that much, but I mean, she's in it enough. But she, she's, she's what you're waiting to see. The and movie, prior to this, all she did was like uh, voices for like um, Winnie the Pooh cartoons and shit. The movie. And now she's whipping people's asses. Let me tell you, the movie is a it's a fun popcorn, just just right. silly funny movie. If you're looking for realism. A, you shouldn't be in a fucking movie theater. <laughs> B, it's just a silly, fun movie. I agree. No, and see, like, just see when I saw everything about it. it's Tarantino-like violence. It's that kind yeah, of, like, right. orchestrated violence, like a John Woo kind of, like, but from a choreographed violence. Who's cursing and... It's unique and it's fun, and it's a fun, fun, cool movie. And it's not... It's, it is over the top, but that's what you're seeing. I think you go there... It's a movie expect- about people who want to be superheroes. Yeah, right? you go there expecting... Right. It's like people that see, like, Dennis the Menace, and they're like, that was stupid. I'm like, well, what the fuck <laughs> did you expect? Uh, Oscar-winning movies are like Gandhi, which are like six hours of Ben Kingsley eating fucking sand. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a shit, okay? Uh, I want to see people get shot in titties and, uh, you know, whatever. Well, there were no titties in Kick-Ass, but... Well, they should have. Well, that's fine. I, I, it's curious that you said that, though. I, uh, I, I find it funny. Like, I, if I it, just... If it comes out... When, if it, comes it was out. one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Well, that's... I wouldn't go that far. Your opinion. But if, if it comes out on... on if When it comes out on DVD, it's, it, it's one of those things, take, take a look, rent it, and just watch her scenes, if nothing else. No, watch the whole like, movie. It was good. No, and I'm down with it. Like, I, it's just if you like Tarantino, you'd probably dig this. It's R-rated. It's I, yeah, rated. see, that's the thing. And, and see, like, it, I, I didn't read the I didn't read the novel. I didn't read the comic novel, so I don't know about. I don't really know that much. Like for me, it reminds me a lot of, of when, when you're looking at the directing and you're seeing the the, the highlights and stuff. Okay. It reminds me of Watchmen, not from the movie or the story, just from the way it looks and is presented. It reminds yeah. me of Watchmen. And did, you, and Watchmen and did you like Watchmen or no? I hated it because I read the, I read the, I read the book. I read the novel. It's it's a it's a graphic novel. Right. Um. I, I read it. I read it and. I watched the movie and I, I I needed to watch it twice because the first time I wouldn't even I wouldn't even finish watching I turned it off I'm like I, I can't even do this and then I was like I have to finish watching it and I finished watching it I hated it I despised it. There's something very endearing about this girl and this girl's character in the movie that makes you you want her to kick yeah. your ass you love it. It's it it really is and when and even now even because I've I've watched her do interviews and shit 
and just listening to her, just talk. She's very smart for she's like a Dakota Fanning, but a little bit older than when Dakota right. got her start. Right. But it's like, wow, you're intelligent, you're smart, you know, and, and and she's cool as the character. Like the character, you're rooting for her, and she's a cool superhero. And then I think about from all the acting standpoints or whatever, like if I was thirteen years old and my mother like she says cunt at one point in the movie. She calls the guys cunts. Wow. And 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 the thing is the action scenes with her are badass. And if if I was handed that script as a thirteen year old male, my mother would be like, No, Chris, you're not saying it. So I'm like kudos to her parents for going, you know what? Fuck it, do it. You know, like she, she's in a movie that she's legally not old enough to see. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she is the movie though. But the movie is, is bro, when people talk about oh, realism and stuff, it's a fun it's like a slasher flick. Almost. He's, it's, he's, it's, he's he's giving the uh, he's, it's a it's a wild ride through. It's a wild ride. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was an awesome movie. It's an entertainment roller coaster. Ups and downs. You never know where you it's know, gonna where, go. Where's the van? You know what? It was supposed to be here. Because when they made this, they're like, you know what? We don't give a fuck. We're gonna make this. It's not like they try to please the crowd. It's the same shit. You. It's it's something you don't see that much. It's oh. something different. How many men with guns blowing the shit out of people? That's every other fucking movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How many people. men with guns blowing people away? Blowing people away. Because you, you said... <laughs> no, I have none. <laughs> I don't men, know. How many guns 12 do you see girls, blowing the shit out of people? How many 12-year-old girls do you see Watch rocking it. shit? You never see that in a movie. So no. props to them for opening that Kick door. ass, 77%. Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. And um, and what's her name, but not so much in the same sense, but like uh, Natalie Portman in the movie The Professional? She wasn't blowing people up and shit, but she was... You no, know, yeah, She had that same kind right. of like young Dude, girl. Dude, Hit Girl will be, will be an icon. She will be a pop culture icon. Yeah, the like you guys in Iron Man, like are you guys excited for that to come out? Yes, yes. that looks badass. I can't wait. Mickey Rourke is the man. I so am Iron Danny Man. Jr. I am Iron Man. Oh, but the thing I hate about Kick-Ass is if you want to go, you can probably get there about a half an hour before the start time. There were 800,000 previews. Really? Oh, my God. More love it. That's more, every movie now, though. Were they good previews, though? See, I love previews, I love though. previews, But too. there were more previews than any movie I think I've ever been to, ever. There was, like, 15 fucking previews. There were a lot. Really? And, say and a, it got a good... To a, a good 90% of them looked like, I can't believe they even made this. Yeah. I don't remember what they were for. I don't even remember the movies. That's how little excitement they drummed up. One of them was for that black, uh, the the funeral. Death at a funeral. Death at a funeral. Or whatever. It's I've heard it. I mean, it's an adaptation of a European movie from about, I think, five or six years ago. It's a fairly recent movie. Maybe about ten. Might have been 19, it might have been 2000. It's a fairly recent movie, Death at a Funeral, and uh, and they basically remade it. I heard it's. I heard every funny joke's in the in the in the commercial, and that it's just terrible. And what do you want? I mean, I'm not really excited about a movie until I will say I, I got excited about a movie the other day, and they don't have a date for it yet. But I'm I'm so jacked up about Iron Man. Going to see it opening day. Already, I actually already took the day. I'm going to see it during the day. That's May 5th and uh, May 7th. May 7th and uh, fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, April 30th. Nightmare on Elm. Oh, they right. they you. just in in another attempt at Hollywood taking movies from our youth. And now making them darker for us as adults. Did you see the new Robin Hood commercials yet? Uh, oh yeah, and I'm and I'm yeah, first, first, and we're talking about. I'm tired of them remaking Robin Hood. I think the Costner version they, they did it before, and the Costner version was great. And now just fucking leave it alone, man. Leave I it. don't know. I, I, I'm kind of not into it. I, I'm kind of. I don't know. It, it it totally caught my attention. I was like, uh, first thing I did, exactly what I said. I'm all alone in my apartment. I was like, really. Like, I had no idea what it was. I was like, oh, they're making another Braveheart-type movie or whatever, and it was like, Robin Hood. I was like, whoa. Bro, it's the same shit. I've seen it a thousand fucking times. When I was a kid, I saw Prince of Thieves, and it was badass. But at this age... Yeah, I, like, but, I, but that, to me, that's the quintessential movie in, of, uh, or uh, Robin Hood movie. That's but you know what, though? 
He said the same thing about Batman. When they did Batman when we were younger, we were like, God, I love how they just did Batman. It can't get any better. The Batmans that they've been doing the last two have been outstanding so much better. Batman Returns and Dark Knight, like, those are stupidly ridiculous. They're better than any other Batman movie. No, the Jack Nicholson Batman 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 was the shit. Batman Begins in Dark Knight. The Jack Nicholson Batman was the shit, man. Yeah, but are you going to tell me that, that, I mean, Heath Ledger, a thousand times better. Than Jack Nicholson. I, would say, I love the Jack Nicholson I would Joker. Say, I would say a thousand times different. I would say I would say it was it was fucking one of the best performances I've ever seen in the movie. But Nicholson is the Joker. I actually I can't really compare because when it came out I was fucking ten. That performance killed him. What the Heath Ledger? <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever. That's funny, literally and figuratively. But I don't like movies like just pointless fucking people just getting stabbed and shit. I'm like, hey, I fucking give a shit. Well, you just said you liked Kickass, and that's what Kickass was. Oh, so, well, so we, we were talking about Twitter before, real quick. Because and, no, uh, because Kickass was like campy and fun. It wasn't just like Robin Hood, where I know what the fuck's gonna happen. Right. You know what I mean? What about Twitter? So you know Adrian Curry? Have you ever heard of her before? Yes. She's the chick who won the first America's Top Model. Yeah, she's married to Christopher Knight. This chick? Sure. Well, she just tweeted that she's going to go online via video chat. So I just pulled up. So she's going to be online in a minute. We'll just see what happens. I just pulled it up. I said, look, this is, this is the shit that these people do. She's bored at her house, and she's like, I'm going to go online live right now. Click the link. So Wait a minute. So she's going to go on. She does this all the time. It's just seeing how many people you can get to come. She do, she does this shit constantly. She puts up pictures of herself. So give it a couple minutes, and she'll be on screen. And then she's gonna start chatting with people. I'll turn on the volume too. She naked or? Oh, that's her talking. Oh, they're talking about four twenty. Well, she's she's like a known stoner pothead. Really? Yeah, like she's on High Times magazine, and she does like the. She does all that kind of stuff. Why was she so, on camera? She will be eventually, but I'm just saying this is, is what these people do. Possibly, who knows? Does she? Tequila Tequila did totally one night. Totally, it was all over everything. Like I didn't see it. What happened? But uh, she's she, always naked. That that chick's naked constantly. She just got on and she started playing with herself and talking about how she was going to kill herself and then started masturbating like live on on the internet. <laughs> Swear to God, chick's nuts. How do you top that? Technology. And then it was all over like everything, and then she pulled because these videos store like when you go on this website, they store. Once you're, once you're offline, like, you have this channel, and you can go back and look at other stuff that they've done. So this was available to anybody for, like, four or five hours. And she woke up and realized what she did, what she was drunk or high or whatever she did, and passed out. And then she pulled it down. But everybody got copies of it before they did it. TMZ was showing it, every website. Oh, God. Yeah, dude, that chick is nuts. Talk about a bad, drunk night when you're all over the Internet. Like, I'm jerking off. <laughs> Technology. Eric, do you remember last night? No. Well, it's on fucking TMZ. <laughs> oh, my God. Take a, take a look at this. Right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wind down here now. I, right. do, I do want to throw out just one idea, and it, we don't have to talk about it long, but just to you guys and out to the world. If you have any thoughts about this, uh, throw it up on uh, on the Choke Off Funny webpage under the link, or you can hey, rate our friggin' podcast. Take two seconds and, and rate it. Even if you fucking hate it, and rate it zero, but do something. Give us comments. Let, let us you know. Feel like we're a real we're a real thing. Eric's blowing into the mic. That's very helpful. Yes. Um, no, uh, I was thinking about doing a segment, if I can get, like, a mobile recording equipment called Take a Bum to Lunch. Like, I go out, and I offer a homeless person, you know, lunch at, like, a, a decent restaurant or, or whatever, if he allows me to record the conversation that we have. I think that's mean, or you think that's a good idea? No, I think it's terrifying. Terrifying? But if I did it, you think that's cruel to the homeless person? He gets a meal, and we get some entertainment? Well, you've got to remember, too, you're bringing this person into an establishment. 
Right. You know, you're you're, you're affecting people. a lot more. Yeah, but you're affecting a lot more than just that homeless person. But you're exploiting him for entertainment just because he's starving. No, what, what I'm worried about is the knife that he pulls out to keep the other homeless people off of his bench at night. Like, <laughs> you know, he's they've all got they've all got something to protect themselves. So that if somebody tries to attack them, I'd be terrified for you if that if you said something wrong or that you thought it was funny that this mentally unstable person doesn't live in a house. Yeah, bad idea. Great for um, gr- great for jackass. Not so great for what we're doing. How about take me to lunch? I'm I, I do take you to lunch. Yeah, but I mean like every day. Every day take you to lunch. That means we're dating. Is that that's what that would mean? You're like, well, I give you I give you a reach around for. Oh, I had the double down. Yeah. Worst fucking idea ever. What really? Looks delicious. Okay. Oh, you had to double down. Yeah, just to recap, double down. They is were a, out of them when I went. Double down is, is a thing KFC's got, and we talked about it um, two weeks back, or was it last week? I don't even fucking remember. It was last week. And it's basically two chicken uh, patties, or so we thought, and in between it are, is uh, bacon and cheese. And there's no bread. You actually hold the chicken and put the bacon between it. All right, well, this, this is what it is. You think in your brain that it's like the McChicken chicken. Like a flat kind of like McChicken patty? No, it's two breasts. Like boneless breasts, but they're bulky and like weird, like a fucking chicken breast. Okay? So it doesn't look like the commercial, you mean? It, it's not something you can hold, okay? And the bacon, it's not strips of bacon. It's like bacon bits. that Because you've got... Take two pieces of chicken, okay? And then take bacon crumply things and try to put them in between the two pieces of chicken. And then try to eat the two pieces. You can't. So basically, I've got two separate chicken things that I just, I'm eating, and then I'm taking some of the bacon that fell off on the wrapper and just throwing it into my mouth periodically. It looked delicious. It's the dumbest fucking food I've ever seen in my entire really? life. Really? I was excited. We all were. We were talking about it. It is the dumbest thing. I was very excited. The dumbest thing. And it's $5. It's $5? $5. Oh, fuck that. It's the dumbest the dumbest invention ever. Fuck that. So I retract my words about, oh, that sounds delicious. Like, yeah, sounds, and, and, you know, looks and sounds can be deceiving. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Erica had one, too, and she was like, what the shit? The grilled one. The grilled one, you, if you touch it, like, the skin comes it's, off on your fingers and I shit. Can imagine, like, I was going to say, it's just, I mean, grilled, it sounds like, stupid, yeah. Stupid. That's my two cents. Eh, so I guess we're... That's uh, a good way to end. Yeah. Right. Tie it up. Good shit, we're done. Good show. That's what, that's, what aggra- that's what pissed me off this week. Funny. <laughs> From his other show. All right. Well, um, yeah. Uh, Check us out on iTunes. Choke on funny one word. Make sure you pull, go to podcast type choke on funny one word. We're the only thing that'll come up. Subscribe to us. You'll get us every week when we put this up. Make sure you're checking out. Do you guys have any uh, any more shows that you guys are performing in or to promote? Uh, well, I've got the thing. Do you have anything, Eric, that's around here? I'll be at Rira tomorrow on next Wednesday in Clarendon. Start time on Rira. Yeah, it's 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Rira in Arlington. And Topaz Hotel. Chopaz. Not Topaz Hotel. That's when Thursday? Yeah. Okay. So check that shit out. And I am... No, I've, I've kind of taken a backseat to actually performing right now because I'm booking that show at Icons. Please come out. This week we got Adam Dodd, guitar comic. Incredibly funny. Um, in, in my opinion, he's right up the alley of most people who maybe aren't even into stand-up comedy. Because right. he's a guitar comic, so it's like, right. li- it's like live music that's funny, and a lot of people, that's kind of hot right now, a lot of people are into that shit. Like, I don't find Andy Samberg, you know, all that funny when he's on Saturday Night Live, when he's playing the guitar, the songs are great, you know, or whatever. So, um, so yeah, c- come check out Adam Dodd uh, this Sunday at Icons, April 25th. Uh, show starts at 8, get there by 7.45. Actually, fuck it, just get there. 
<laughs> Plus, you have something else starting up on Tuesdays, right? And oh yeah, I got karaoke uh, at Uptown uh, Bar and Grill or whatever in uh, in Fairfax. Well, whatever it is now, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uptown Tino. I, it's at Up Tino's fucking Hunan Mama Sushi Bar. Hey, can I announce something random? If you guys listen to this on before Wednesday the twenty first, depending on when Chris gets it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Washington Capitals were local. Um, they uh, game four is tomorrow for their playoff series. Um, I'm doing uh, the Relay for Life walk for the American Cancer Society, and I'm actually captaining a team. And uh, Robbie, the owner, is generously agreed to donate a portion of what they make tomorrow night for the Caps game and karaoke to my Relay for Life team. So if anybody's listening to this tonight or tomorrow, which will be 421, um, Wednesday, that day. Acid, acid day. Acid day, yeah. That, that, that's crystal. Yeah, crystal meth is the 30th. So acid day is tomorrow. Since today's pot day at 420. Yes. Um, if you guys need a place to watch a Caps game and you're listening to this before game four of the Caps series, come up to Uptown in Fairfax. portion of that money goes to that. There'll be some other ways to donate as well. So, you know what? It's really nothing else. All you got to do is show up and watch a Caps game and, and hang out, and some of what you spend is going to come back to my team, and it'll go to American Cancer Society. So if you don't mind doing that, that'd be cool. Thanks. All right. Sounds good. And uh, so I guess we'll see you next week, guys. Later, later. This is for you, Eric, though. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna play this. What is this? This is the song you were singing, bartender. This is how we're gonna go out. We're not even gonna end with the theme of the show. I'm just gonna play this. Later, y'all.